to say, kill me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Oh, I see that. Got Is it okay to have, a, to have brands visible? <laughs> <laughs> it's not my not my my sponsor. I'm not actually a sponsor. I don't endorse this drink. You just got a big uh, box of that stuff like a couple weeks ago. Oh and you yeah, ordered yeah. a month ago. Did you right? see that on my on my Twitter? Mm -hmm. I I uh, I ordered it. I ordered a bunch of Coke Zero on the internet months ago on Amazon. Because here in New York, it's it's just they, there's no cases, uh, there's no cans, no cases of cans anywhere. So I ordered a case on Amazon at a premium price because I was very thirsty at the time. <laughs> and it <laughs> took over a month to arrive, and it was just a box of Lucy's. It was just uh, the box was just thirty five Lucy's from anywhere that they could. It was twenty three loose cans and then one twelve pack. <laughs> <laughs> And it's shipped from an Amazon seller called The Beverage Company. So, and they were just floating. They were suspended in a bunch of these air pillows. Oh, jeez. You know, like those 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 air pillow packs. So they were suspended in there. So this is one of my prize cokes. I'm drinking so it now. That that's like one of the shortages shortages that are happening in terms of for because of the corona. Yeah, there's just uh, product shortages a go go yeah. here on this earth right now, I guess. And well, a couple, uh, <laughs> a couple we can't of weeks really ago. Complain. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, a couple we were, of weeks ago we were talking about uh, we were playing Chex, we're playing Chex Quest when we found this. Yeah, out. we're playing Chex Quest. Apparently, there's this like huge shortage of of grape nut cereal, and they're selling. Oh, I've like, heard about like, this. Yeah, like twenty five dollars a box on eBay. And like the eBay grape listings nut. are like are like in hand, fast ship. <laughs> yeah, grape nuts, huh? Grape nuts. You know what I, I mean, like grape nuts for? I like mixing grape nuts with the. Uh, uh, other cereals. I mean, th that, that's not a joke. I'm not trying to, to knock on. I'm not trying to make fun of grape nuts here. I'm not talking trash about grape nuts. I think grape nuts are pretty good by themselves. But if you mix them with like frosted flakes, it becomes like this amazing cereal. Hmm. I, I, I'm pretty sure that I've much had more them, dense. But yeah, I just can't, I can't remember what it was like. So uh, just so everyone knows, uh, you know, for, for those who, who lament that we don't use the Frame Meister so much these days, this stream is for you because uh you frame meister in this yeah this is this is uh you know playstation 2 480i you know it do doesn't get much better than the frame meister for 480i games so i was uh oh when i God. when i brought up this uh character select screen i was flipping back and forth and sandy was going nuts she absolutely loves like horizontal movement on the tv but she's like asleep right now but like, like it's like it goes one way and she runs in that direction. It goes the other way and she runs in the other direction. And all she was, her, her favorite video game is the Wii system menu. Oh, oh she, man. She just woke up. Yeah. Wait, so are you going to choose cheerful girl or energetic boy? Uh, I, uh, I, I don't they're know. They're really putting a gun to your head with that question, I, aren't they? I mean, I, I mean, like with, with this guy, like he's winning me over with, with lunch is his favorite subject, but also losing me with Jim. So... Jam and like, lunch, like I English and music. I, I think I think you got to go with Yumi. You got to go with Yumi. Yeah. You got to. I I, I, I think to. I am inclined because uh, on the backloggery stream tomorrow night, there's a good chance I'll I'll continue this game. And I know that there is an Ape Escape super fan and, uh, that will be pr most definitely be present. And I'm pretty sure she'll kill me if I'm not playing as her. So I don't know if you can change yeah, it play later, as Yumi. but uh, 
I saw uh, I saw John was I, I didn't tune in too much to John's stream uh, when when y'all were on, but uh, I was busy that day. You didn't want spoilers. I didn't all. want spoilers either. I didn't want spoilers for Wild Arms uh, Five either. Cause... Oh, look at look at her backpack. That backpack is great. The she's got like a little rabbit backpack. I'm gonna admit when this game first came out, I'm gonna confess. Uh, I I just chose the boy. I played as the boy. When I have this rule. This is my rule in video games. I'm gonna give every. I'm gonna tell everybody the truth here. <laughs> when offered a choice between playing as a girl or a boy, 100% of the time I choose to play as the girl. When offered a choice, 100%. And it's always been this, except for this game. For some reason, when I first played this game, I chose the boy. Was it a conscious? I don't know why. Like, I don't even know why. <laughs> Maybe because you, there, you were forced to be a boy in the first one, which is the yeah. one I had the strongest memories of. I mean, you know, I think the, usually for me, like if it if it's a character that is like, if you're like creating a character and it's like supposed to represent you in some way, usually I go for for the boy. But like if it's just like, yeah. you know, this character like has a predefined personality, then you know, one or the other. I don't really care. Uh, but like one time that I definitely did uh, play as the girl when like, you know, it was kind of that choice was uh, uh, Pokemon, um, the, what was it? The Game Boy Advance uh, ge ge Generation 3, like the the weirdo hat that the boy wears in that game. I, I cannot stand that. It's a dumb looking hat. Yeah, yeah. It's not a good hat. Like it looks like, it looks like it's his hair, but it it's, it's his hat. It's it's terrible. Uh, have you ever have you ever watched uh, the anime of the uh, the third arc of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? Because that hat puts off a lot of people. There, speaking of a hat that looks like hair, that hat is uh, incredible. Uh, you know, oh my god, it's so weird to see that this game. Man, I've never played this game in English. I actually have my copy. Yeah, I, I know right we're we're a, we're a little less hardcore than John's stream. I, ha I have to admit. Sadu get you three. So to get you. Oh man, I, I, I loved when I found out what the Japanese uh, title of this series was. I mean, that's, that's and then when you catch when you catch a monkey in, in the Japanese one, your guy says "get you" like that. <laughs> get you. You know the the you want to know what the wildest thing about uh, Ape Escape Two English version? I mean, first of all, it was published by Ubisoft for some reason. Was it Ubisoft? Yeah. Weird. And, Who published uh, this one? Atlas. Uh, wait, maybe. Or did Atlas do two and Ubisoft did three? Or what no, was the I story? I think this is Sony. I'm pretty sure. Is it Sony? No, no, I'm pretty sure it's not. Apescape 3. Apescape is a registered trademark of Sony Computer Entertainment. Copyright 2006, Sony Computer Entertainment. Okay. I thought it wasn't Sony. But, uh, I thought, no. I mean, two, I, know, I, know, I know Sony made it. True. I mean, uh. Yeah. Two but, was, uh, two was the, the Ubisoft game. But the weird thing about the localization on that one, uh, well, it was published and yeah, it was published by Sony in the U.S. Weird. The uh, what, what's, okay. what's the guy's name? The, the first game is Spike. Second game is uh, like Jimmy or something. I don't remember what his name is. Jimmy. Well, I, I I don't something remember like what his that, name. Yeah. The second game was, but uh, he was voiced by he had like the exact same voice as Ash Ash Ketchum and the girl, whatever her name was, was Misty. Like I'm not even kidding. Like, and they were just literally just using the same voices that they use for those characters. It That's was hilarious. It was really weird. If you want to quit midway 
I mean, I guess. Ooh, oh, go ahead. Oh no! I will I'm, do my I'm, best I'm... to stay on top of the the donations as best as I can. But sometimes we get we get carried away. Uh, I just want to go through them really quick. The uh, there was a two dollars from uh, Mitch B, who just says, "Hello." I, I'm pretty sure Tim, Tim was supposed to read that one. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Uh oh! Looks like looks like I've got some 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 DualShock Two drift going on here. Uh oh! <laughs> oh yeah, Ubisoft did publish uh, Ape Escape Two in the U.S. That was that That's was Ubisoft. One uh, one, one second, let me get another DualShock Two. That's weird that they would the did was uh, Sony just not happy with how the first one did in the U.S. They well, decided. I was uh, I I was employed at Sony. Uh, Computer Entertainment Japan at the time that Ape Escape 3 came out. Uh, mm -hmm. That was that was during my time there. And uh, I recall there being this weird sort of... Uh, I, don't, I don't know if it... I mean, I, I don't know if it was animosity or anything. There was some weirdness between Sony USA and Sony Japan. Um, where uh, it's, it's almost like... Uh, like they didn't want to publish Ape Escape... In the U.S. and it, because in Japan, Sony Japan didn't want to publish God of War, you know, right? Um, Capcom published God of War in Japan. Did you know that? I had no idea. That's so weird that it's, it's like Capcom. Did you know that? Did you know that Capcom published God of War in Japan? No. I'm asking, what? You didn't know that? No. Capcom published God of War in Japan because Sony Japan did some sort of. Uh, they always did these these internal, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't know what kind of NDA. Uh, I didn't sign any NDAs when I <laughs> when I left there, which is interesting. Uh, though I, I know that they, they would do these these long. It wasn't just one meeting where somebody banged a gavel at the end and said, yes, we'll launch that game here. Though um, God of War just uh, went through Sony Japan's internal gauntlet and uh, did not emerge unscathed. They, they decided not to publish it and instead pawned it off to Capcom to publish. And it's just my, my headcanon is that in retaliation, Sony Computer Entertainment America was like, oh, well, we're not going to publish some of y'all's games over here. And and that's why, and I mean, I know Ape Escape 2 came out before God of War, so this kind of is not the right theory. Or maybe, maybe it was the other way around. It's a Sony USA didn't want to publish Ape Escape 2, so then... Uh, Sony Japan was like, well, we're not publishing God of War. Does that make sense? Yeah. This is all speculation. It's just like, just like a back and forth, like trying to... Yeah. Where it's like... It's like... like recap um, each other, essentially. So it's like Ubisoft ended up publishing Ape Escape 2 because, I mean, canonically, Sony of America just thought they just didn't want to bother anymore with Ape Escape. They thought that it was not the brand that image they were cultivating because they were the console right. that had metal gear solid 2 on it right mm. you know they were like that console so they they were leaning into that and they let some other jerks handle let, let those let those idiots who make rayman handle ape escape <laughs> i guess is what they were thinking well you know those, i mean it's <laughs> right it's it's really pretty appropriate uh timing uh that we're doing this actually because uh I mean, all this garbage I'm hearing about Japan Studio being shut down. Like, that's oh, yeah. super depressing because... What a disaster, huh? I mean, it's good to hear that Asobi team is uh, 
you know, going to be continuing on. And, you know, I, I almost wonder if they would be, though, if, uh, if like, everyone didn't freaking love uh, Astro's Playroom. You know, everyone was able to play that for free if they managed to get a PS5. And everyone loved it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's depressing because I feel like Japan Studio, like, like, outside of Nintendo, like, EAD, like, they produce some of the most, like, danged, charming games out there. And I feel like they, they really did not get the credit that they deserve for being as, like, near Nintendo as they were in that regard, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, this this game right here, I believe, represents just a... Uh, I mean, if I, if I may be so bold, I believe this is like the apex of Sony's internal development power uh, in terms of like approaching Nintendo. It's like, look how good this game is. Look how good this game looks. Oh, yeah. It looks incredible. Like technically, uh, uh, I mean, I, I love throwing around the factoid that uh, the art director of Mega Man Legends uh, was the worked on this, the, the 3D art. <laughs> uh, you, right? you mentioned that so, in some Kotaku video and I can't remember which one it was, but yeah. It's, uh, I mean, one thing I like doing, and I wish, uh, I wish more people liked doing this. If I can convert one, one member of the youth from, uh, looking at TikTok or Twitter to, uh, looking at Moby Games instead, uh, uh, uh my work is done. <laughs> Though it's like, I love, I love going over to Moby Games. That's sort of a, uh, yeah. colloquialism, conversationalism exercise. And just clicking on credits. You ever do this? Oh, Let's yeah. do this for this game. Let's do it right now. I'm going to see if I can find, here's, here, okay, here's what I want to do. I want to be able to say that somebody who did graphics for this game worked on Breath of the Wild. Uh, they, I want to be able to say that. Okay. I want to be able to say that. And we're we're going to find out if someone did that. And again, this is just a it's a conversationalism exercise that you you basically go to, you know, I have like these I had this theory a long time ago. It's like what if Dragon did somebody who worked on Breath of Fire 5 Dragon Quarter work on Dead Rising? Turns out, yeah, a bunch of people. <laughs> you find this out by clicking on credits in Moby games. You bring yeah. it up in conversation and eventually you're you right. get cited in Wikipedia for this. It's it's very strange. <laughs> so, um, I I already know of Mega Man Legends overlap with Ape Escape Three. We already know that. Um, I'm gonna try to find if somebody worked on Breath of the Wild after working on this game because I believe it. And my reasons, my the reason this is my gut feeling, is because this is such a Nintendo level of polish. Mm -hmm. You had Sega composers who worked on Panzer Dragoon doing music for Super Mario Odyssey. Again, you find that out by right. Moby Games, clicking, right? Um, I, I feel like uh, Nintendo drew away a lot of people, and maybe we can find out why Japan Studio fell apart. Maybe there was well, a brain drain. Yeah. Um, well, honestly, I remember, uh, I re you yeah. know, Nintendo was, I don't think, as technically accomplished as they are now at this time. Like, GameCube, yeah. I feel like, was like a technical weak era for Nintendo. Wait, the Wind, Wind Waker is still, yes. technical art direction-wise, technical art alone, Wind Waker is one of the most incredible video games Absolutely. ever made. And then you've also got stuff like uh, Retro Studios did a very good job with Metroid Prime and the GameCube, but like... Metroid Prime was wonderful and, looking and as well. Mario yeah. Sunshine is good looking, but then you've also got stuff like Double Dash, like I like Double Dash kind of... Double Dash owns, but it's a little bit... Uh, it's a little bit Yeah, like it's a little like, low yeah. poly. The character models are very Look, shiny. <laughs> it's a little yard sale -y. But I like uh, on the on the Wii though. Like right. Nintendo really. I'm on movie game. games. Uh, yeah. While you're doing that, I'm gonna I'm gonna read. Uh, All right, I gotta I gotta make my text real big. I got my glasses off in case anyone in the chat is wondering why I'm not wearing glasses because my because my head hurts a little too much today. 
Um, uh, were, oh, I gotta, oh. my, my head's gonna hurt real bad. All right, I'm gonna start clicking on the credits. Uh, okay. uh, one second, like, I just, I'm gonna read these. Yeah, yeah, go for it, go for it. Uh, there's, there's five dollars from Crazy Bingo. Uh, thank Crazy. You. <laughs> uh, it says my you favorite go. YouTubers all in one stream is this heaven. Thank you. <laughs> no, but uh, there... it might be soon. Uh, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm talking about dying live on stream. I'm not gonna die tonight. I don't think so. I hope not. Especially now I'm that you've, you've said this, and now then if it foreshadowed. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try not to. Try not to. Uh, there was two dollars from Michael V saying, uh, "Hi Tim, you think we'll ever see UFO day in the life?" Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if those guys have the rights to that. That's. I mean, I honestly don't. I know that it was a, a bit of an ordeal for them to get Moon. I don't know how qual. I don't know how qualified slash allowed I am to say anything about that. Mm. Though that's all I know. I just know that they had a real time. They had a real time getting Moon. Uh, back. So. Um. And there was five dollars from uh, Amante Douglas saying, "Ade lives. Ade dies." Ade lives again. Ade forever. Oh, yeah. Action button. That, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Very good. He's uh, uh, from the Goblin Bunker, I believe. Let's, let's uh, okay. give him one of these. There you go. There's one for you. <laughs> My neck hurts. I love this Unity uh, default uh, uh, texture error looking pink going on in here. That's one for the game developers in the audience. Mm. That's what the Unity default texture looks like. I mean, look at that. First of all, look at this this 3D model for that DualShock. That's beautiful. Yeah. It's just a wonderful... God. This that game looks great. I, I wonder if the person that made about, that worked uh, on AstroBot. Yeah, it's yeah, one of my favorite things about AstroBot. It's like the 3D, like, like the different uh, Sony, you know, like systems and accessories and everything and peripherals. Like, I just like mm -hmm. messing around with that stuff, and you, know, you can zoom in a little bit, make them do things. I need, I need to play that. I, I have it downloaded. Uh, I have it downloaded. Anyway, I'm going gonna, gonna to start clicking on uh, artists. Yeah. We're going to start clicking on artists here, and we're going to just read the... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to start at the bottom of the list. Uh, and right. so this, this is something I want... If, if anyone out there needs a hobby, and they need to stop <laughs> looking at Twitter or TikTok or whatever, um, one thing you could do for me that would be really helpful is go on Moby Games and just start reading the credits of video games. And if you find a game that doesn't have credits listed, go on YouTube. Try to find a long play of it that includes mm -hmm. the credits and just transcribe the credits for me. So anybody <laughs> that, who wants to do idea. that. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Yeah, anybody who wants to do that, set yourself up some sort of tip jar on the internet. Let me know what you're doing. I'll, I'll give you some money. We'll see. You know, we'll, we'll see. That's something I would... Just anybody who can just start... Moby Games is a wonderful resource for stuff like that. They got box art, screenshots, mm -hmm. stuff that uh, people like me rely on when I'm making a YouTube video, for example. I, I use a lot of Moby Games stuff, and yeah. clicking on credits is fun. So, Ape Escape 3 does not seem to have complete credits, mm. though it's got a lot. It has a lot of credits here. So, I have clicked on the artist at the very bottom, and I see the two games she is credited in are Ape Escape 3. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, The Crystal Bearers. Okay. So that's too that, uh, I, not not, not I, I off to the best possible start. I wish that was uh, a good game, but oof. <laughs> next artist up uh, is credited on two games. She is credited on Tales of Symphonia and Ape Escape 3. I, okay. I could I could see Tales of Symphonia. She, she did battle graphics, battle graphic design for the for Tales of Symphonia. So yeah, that's okay. We're gonna keep going. Third guy. Um, here we go. 
Ape Escape or Ape Escape Three. Uh, PlayStation Move, Ape Escape, Gravity Rush, Gravity Rush Remastered, Knack, and oh. Knack Two. Okay, so we've got Knack. So, yeah. I really wish I would have. I, I I had this in my mind that a bunch of these people worked on Knack. Uh, so now, yeah. I, I I feel like it's not as a as prophetic I, to say that. I, We're both kind of big fans of Knack. Yeah. We like its simplicity. I like Knack. We, yeah. we like like I how never... how how ballsy it was to launch the PS4 with that game, a know, game that I... is. You know, it feels like a PS1 game. I know. Essentially. Like it, it, it feels like a game that came out in, you know, 1997, except, you know, it's got this like, you know, graphics technology that couldn't have been done back then. But like my favorite yeah. thing about that game is like there is there are literally no actions on the shoulder buttons. Like who does that in 2013? Do they like, use the triggers? No, I don't think they do anything with the. I'm pretty like a sure. Game. Isn't it like jump I'm going to tell you right? what. I don't like the shoulder buttons, though I love the triggers. Yeah. Does that but, make me uh, weirdo? I don't like I don't like bumpers. I like triggers. Um, I mean, I'm was... on the next one, so I'm gonna read I'm gonna read some more credits. Ready? This next artist, uh Mari Hamada, she worked on Ape Escape 3, Wild Arms 5, yes. <laughs> Let's tap Dragon Ball Revenge of King Piccolo. We play motion. Oh. So we've got our first Nintendo okay. brain drain. Uh, someone, someone defected to Nintendo. It's our first Nintendo defector. Uh, though, though technically she worked for uh, Prope and uh, whatever, whoever made Dragon Ball. Um, Monster Manor and then Digimon All Star Rumble. So, we've got somebody working for Nintendo. Haven't found someone who worked on uh, uh, No Breath of the Wild yet. The Tomorrow Children, Ape Escape Three, Freedom Wars, International Superstar Soccer. Okay, nothing really exciting. I'm gonna keep clicking. This is very fun. I'm gonna <laughs> find somebody. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's just cool seeing like certain names or certain uh, games show up. And you, Final Fantasy it, 10, Ape Escape 3, Dead or Alive 4. Final Fan we got a Final Fantasy. Okay, that's good. I'm having a very good time with this. This is my favorite hobby. Is uh, just knowing. Oh, some people who worked on Blank worked on that. This is how you become able to say stuff like that. It's not supernatural. I don't know this stuff for no reason. People <laughs> always ask how I know this stuff. We got a guy uh, who worked on, uh, we got Shuhei Hashimoto, Ape Escape, Ape Escape 3, Battle Fantasia, PlayStation Move, Ape Escape, Persona 4 Arena, God Eater Burst, Persona 4 Arena Ultimate, God Eater Resurrection. And he also worked on Siren 2 as a video cinematics director. I, we're, we're working our way up the list. So I, we're getting I to really people. need to uh, learn to understand the Siren games. <laughs> Because they seem kind oh, of bad, but they also seem kind of amazing, and I I can't. I like that I one on PS3. Out. Did the one for PlayStation yeah, 3 come out? Yeah, yeah, the episodic one. Yeah, I, I, I really I, there was a it demo, did, yeah. but yeah, but it's like it's like chapters. I think you can only you get to buy yeah. it by the chapter or something like there that. There was a little chapters. There was a European physical release of that. Wow. They called it Forbidden Siren, which is like what what is that <laughs> supposed to mean? The siren is the, the sings the song of temptation. <laughs> uh, okay, so we've got Legend of Dragoon, oh. Resident Evil, Ape Escape 2, Ape Escape 3, Devil May Cry 2, Crimson Tears, The Last Guardian. Okay. We're getting somewhere. Getting somewhere. Uh, I'm guessing somebody high up in the list is going to have worked on uh, Breath of the Wild. So I'm working yeah. my way. We, I'm, we're going to skip a couple of these. Uh, Kyoko Koyanagi worked on Legend of Dragoon, Ape Escape 2, Ape Escape 3, Puppeteer. Loco Roco 2. Excellent. Puppeteer. Loco Roco. It's a good game. I like Puppeteer. Yeah, Puppeteer Although I've only played it once. Neat little weird one. 
Ape Escape 2, Ape Escape 3, Legend of Dragoon, Puppeteer, Last Guardian. Uh, I'm loving the Legend of Dragoon uh, uh, happening here. We got two Legend of Dragooners in a row. I, I, really, need to, I really need to play that. The game's I got, good. I feel it, like it I got kind of lambasted well, for yeah, not being like a Final if, Fantasy game. If I wasn't right. like reading IGN all the time back in those days, I probably would have played it by now. I probably would have played it back in the yeah. day, but like this is why I don't read reviews anymore. Because <laughs> then people like I, I, IGN just kind of like this lambasted. Well, yeah. for, mm, mm. I mean, same thing with uh, God Hand. Like they give it like a three or whatever. Three out of ten. Yeah. I talked to Shinji Mikami about that IGN review of God Hand about twelve times in my life. <laughs> uh, twelve full conversations worth. Twelve full uh, two-hour conversations worth about that IGN review. Like his uh, enough life, to split a man's skull. His, his life would probably just, be a little different right now if it was literally not for that IGN review. I mean, I uh, I've, I've mentioned this before, and I, I hope to someday do a review of God Hand. Can't do a review of God Hand on my channel until it's uh, it's feasible to travel overseas. I mean, there's it's... a guy. There's a guy I'm going to visit and uh, conduct a good eight, twelve-hour interview with. If you, know a lot of people, if you know what I'm saying. Uh -uh. A lot of people don't appreciate the like the other stuff that Mikami has worked on. I think. Yeah. I mean, I'm well, glad that like that Vanquish got a re-release. But I mean, well, a lot Vanquish of people... is darn good. Yeah. Vanquish got a re-release with art by my buddy Dan DeSalt, who designed a T-shirt for us at Action Button. If you go to actionbutton.com/shop. Uh, you can see a T-shirt designed by Dan DeSalt, who did the remastered art for Bayonetta and Vanquish. Uh, really? So, just letting everybody know that. Uh, the beautiful piece of art he did for that game. Uh, and a beautiful piece of art he did for our t-shirt. I wonder if he's working on another t-shirt for us over here. Uh, speak <laughs> speaking of t-shirts, there is a there's a $5 uh, uh, super chat from Jonathan Hinson who said, uh, Hey Tim, my, my 12 year old son and I are kind of obsessed with your vintage racing and NBA t-shirts. Ooh! Uh, gl glad to have you on tonight, have, have you on tonight, uh, tonight's stream, brother. I would advise you to uh, keep a lookout for the next uh, Action Button t-shirt that might be coming someday, uh, somewhat <laughs> soon. Sounds like uh, we're on the same page. <laughs> I'm looking at another credit. We found another person who worked on Knack, Knack 2, Loco Roco 2, Ape Escape, and Gravity Rush, and Ape Escape 2 and Ape Escape 3 as an artist. So we're getting, we're getting closer to the top of the list. The top of the list is where I think we're going to find well, those people another last stayed stuck around at Japan Studio, it seems. Yeah, yeah. These people who we got somebody else worked on Puppeteer. Only, only one two. Nintendo defector so far. Uh, Knack 2, Loco Roco, Knack, Gravity Rush, Ape Escape 1, 2, 3. Okay, there's a couple of people who worked on all of those. I know somebody involved with Breath of the Wild has to have been involved with this game. Uh, I mean, I just want. I just want to be able to, because I think technical art wise, what they're doing in this game is, uh, is, uh, it's got to be a similar, similar to the spirit. Well, oh, know, here's a guy with a huge credits list here. This is great. Legend of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse was a pixel artist. Darius Gaiden, uh, Aqua Jack, Battle Shark, Kadash, Master of Weapons, Sagaya, Operation Thunderbolt, Rain, Hot Shots, Golf, so G Darius, for a while, Elevator <laughs> Action 2, dude. <laughs> oh man. Uh also known as Elevator Action Returns, Fighters Impact. Okay, so this this person is quite storied as an artist. Yeah. And, oh yeah. As an animator and artist. Okay, so that we're getting toward the top of the list. These are the senior people who are credited higher up. Uh Ape Escape, Ape Escape 2, Ape Escape 3, Knack and Knack 2 are this person's only credits. Incredible. 
<laughs> Ape Escape, Ape Escape 2, Ape Escape 3, Knack, and Knack 2. What a career. I mean, I'd be proud of that. I'm not even kidding. Uh, what else do we got? Uh, uh, okay, so... Rhythm Thief and the Emperor's Treasure, Xenoblade Chronicles. Xenoblade oh, Chronicles. Oh, oh, now they, they helped on, um, Monolith helped, didn't they help on Breath of the Wild? We're getting warm. Yeah, yeah, I'll take it. We're getting warm. <laughs> I'll take it. Super Smash Bros. Brawl. Oh, that's the one everybody hates. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. the weak one. That's the one that sucks. That's the one, it's the one with the tripping in it. <laughs> yeah, introduce the tripping. Whoa, here we go. Takashi Okui. Final Fantasy VII, Xenogears, Ape Escape 2, <laughs> Ape Escape 3, Xenoblade Chronicles X, and The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. There you go. Production art. You did it. There you go. You did it. You knew it. You knew it would be there. And... Senior staff. Senior staff on this game worked on Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. There you go. That's so there's like, something you can say. That's like such a Final random... Final Fantasy VII and Xenogears also. Like, and Final Fantasy VII and Xenogears. Yeah, yeah. Whew. Like he was working... That's, uh, uh, that's the stuff. He was working with the Xeno guy for a while there and then like had this weird like tangent with Ape Escape. Like, it's got to be... Uh, yeah, it's weird. It went from... It's like I got to get uh, Sony... RPGs for a little while. Went from Japan Studio to... Uh, what's it called? He went from Square Soft mm -hmm. to... Sony Japan Studio to Monolith. Uh, and then I guess Monolith, he probably worked on Breath of the Wild with uh, on the Monolith side, probably, right? I would say. If, yeah. Uh, he's a production artist. He was lead 3D modeler for Xenoblade Chronicles X. So, yeah, clearly. Uh, there you go. See? Does that make me smart for intuiting that prior to doing it? No. I, I, it's, I'm it's impressed. I've just, done this, I've just done this enough to know that you can you can generally do that. So anybody out there who is uh, uh, looking into, I get asked all the time questions about how to make YouTube videos or get started making YouTube videos. Uh, develop a few habits like that, and you end up with stuff to say. That's like, right? Yeah. You end up with like with stuff to say that nobody else. I mean, that's that's a really really. Uh, I mean, I don't know what the word is. It's a uh, kind of a picky, uh, a pet. I was going to use the word petty. I don't know. It's it's a petty little tidbit. Petty and the, not the, you know, it's just a little, it's a little tiny thing, though it's, uh, it's something. I feel like a, if I... a senior, senior staff on this game later worked on Breath of the Wild. So there you go. There you go. There's I feel like if I, if I, if I remembered that and when it, it came time to actually say that to somebody, I couldn't do it confidently. I doubt myself, even though that I read it and it, it was, and I remembered it, but then I'd be like, well, is this actually true? Yeah, yeah, see, that's that's the problem. So the thing is, I uh, because I'm the one doing this quote-unquote research for myself, um, I end up not doubting it. I won't I won't ever doubt it if I ever drop that in conversation. You know, uh, one of the artists on this game worked on uh, Breath of the Wild later. Uh, Breath not. of the Wild is a uh, is a triumphant piece of uh, of uh, oh yeah technical art. Uh, the fact that they got, man, I mean, you see that phone right there? That's basically what the Nintendo Switch is. It's basically a flip phone from, <laughs> I love the Nintendo Switch, okay? Uh, I got one right here. It's basically a flip phone with a 512 gigabyte SD card in it. That's all it really is. Um, I love it. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, if I uh, if I start playing this bravely default two live on the stream, <laughs> I made a long Twitter thread about how I was never going to put it on my TV. I was only going to play it in the bathroom. <laughs> I need I want I need to, I need to hear the music though. I can't I can't do it. I would sit here and play it. We had the we had the coolest experience with uh, Breath of the Wild. We were it was like a couple days after the Switch came out. We went to Los Angeles to shoot a documentary on Night Trap, and. Uh, we were basically when we weren't shooting the the, uh, the interview and stuff and stuff for the uh, for the documentary, we were just like in our Airbnb like playing Zelda. But they did, Nintendo did such a good job of like not letting any information get out there. So we were both playing the game like on our own systems, but we were having completely different experiences. We could tell each other like, oh, I found this thing at this place on the map, and. It was just like sharing information back and forth, like like it was like on the school playground or something like that. When you're yeah, kid. yeah. I mean, we, it, was, it really. The only reason it happened was because we we had this misguided notion that we would like come up with. We would like be able to shoot some other projects while we were in LA. We're like, well, we might never be back. Like, let's and yeah like we got close to doing la is definitely things. uh i might never be back here again sort of place uh, <laughs> uh by it's like it's a very architecture the structure of the place it defies uh you to believe uh, any with any degree of confidence that you will ever be back yeah there. so like we so, yeah I know, I know what you're talking about we uh <laughs> we, we, we booked way too many days there yeah we booked we too many days so like we were literally working out like one day while we were there so, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we had all we're the other time to Breath of the Wild. play Breath of the Wild, and for some reason, you know, that's what we did. The At that exact time. same time, I was up there. I was up in Oakland, uh, playing Breath of the Wild on my TV. It was oh, wonderful. Yeah. We had a chance to go there, When you were in Oakland. I mean, you. I was we. There for I mean, a while. Yeah. we went there and we like shot a bunch of stuff with uh yeah, digital eclipse. Other ocean. Yeah. Yep. Other, other ocean. Yep. <laughs> and when the, yeah. yeah now they're now I'm not really sure what the company is called. Uh, it it uh, is other right. Ocean it's, it's it's the digital eclipse and other oceans still both exist. D digital eclipse right. is uh -huh. like more yeah. of a brand label, I think. Yeah. They know we what they're doing over there. They god darn know what they're doing. We had this uh, like like a six month stint where we interviewed uh, Frank Cifaldi for like. Four different projects. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've got guys. Uh, I've got stuff from that uh, digital clip shoot in the project I'm working on right now. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely been uh, reutilized. I mean, the main reason we went there really was we. Um, it was time kind of get some extra stuff to add to the M2 documentary. Right. Which speaking of which, Corey, uh, Corey linked me to uh, the time code uh, recently at the end of your uh, Pac-Man <laughs> video where you had your your Naoki Hori like uh, story about him randomly just like shouting at you at TGS. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was the weirdest thing. Guy liked my game. Yeah, that you know he was like the absolute coolest guy. Like I, I could totally see him doing that. Like when we we're shooting the M2 documentary. We left our, we took a taxi there from our hotel, which was like 15 minutes away. Cause we, we didn't want to take uh, Oh, you were in like Makuhari? We were in uh, Kashiwa. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Um, have you been to the M2 offices? They're in- No. Um, uh, was it um, Abiko? 
Right. And right. Uh, I've been around. I've been around Abiko. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he, he let us leave our gear there because we had like these huge Pelican cases and with our lights and light stands. We had and, three days to shoot that. Yeah. Three so days to shoot with that. we left the stuff there, took the trains back in the evening. And then on the last day when we finished up shooting, um, we we asked uh, Takayuki Komobayashi, who went on to direct the uh, the, the Mega Drive Mini, uh, but uh, he was more like love that Mega Drive Mini. He was more like their like a planner and like social media guy, I think, kind of at the time. And he was our main contact because he spoke the best English. And uh, we asked him, like, could you call, like, a cab or something for us to come back? And, like, Hori just, like, offered to drive us to his hotel. <laughs> and he had just got... Oh, that owns. He had just got back from uh, TGS, and he still, like, had his, like, luggage in his car. And so, like, we, like, went... Like, he, like, walked home, got his car. Like, the staff yeah, came down like, and, like, got his luggage, uh, like, out of the car <laughs> and put the stuff in the car. And he, like, he drove us back. Like, that was just, like, the most, like, humbled I have ever been, like, at the end of the shoot. Like, he... Like, the president of M2 freaking drove us back to our hotel. Like, I'll never forget it. It was just... the What a cool guy. What a cool guy. Yeah. That was, that was an experience. <laughs> Uh. Um, what, what, when was that that you went to CM2? Gosh, it was uh, 28, it must have been summer 2018. It was, yeah, it, no, it was like it was like April 2018, yeah, April. Wait, because what's it? No, when was it 2019? It, it was, it's the, the, is it been two years since that video came out? It was, I guess I it was, but you said, I'm pretty sure it was, you said summer. TGS, right? Or no, uh, GDC, I think it oh, was GDC. I think yeah, it was yeah. GDC. Or was it E3? I think it was E3. It was right after. Uh oh. What know, was like the I, weather like? It was. was it, uh, it was, was pretty it, hot. Was I it mean, nice? Well, I mean, here's the thing. Like, I, I'm I, I live in Charlotte, so like, if you look at the latitude, Tokyo is on the same latitude as Charlotte. So everyone talks about like how miserably hot Japan is in the summer, and like, don't get me wrong, it was hot, but like. You know, it, it didn't feel a lot different from home. <laughs> I live in uh, New York City right now, and I can say quite confidently that uh, the uh, this, the hot summers are hot pretty much everywhere. Oh, yeah. But uh, the Tokyo summer, uh, every once in a while, the Tokyo summer would get you. You know, <laughs> it's just every every once in a while that it get you. It's a it is not. Uh, it is not horribly bad every year, though the worst summers in Tokyo were pretty. They were pretty bad. I mean, but I liked it. I mean, because the, the... the air conditioning is uh, is beautiful. They actually turned the air conditioning down just like on a global scale in Japan for some uh, some green plan. They got. I was just in Tokyo in September 2019 for a bit working on a thing, and it was uh, extremely hot. It was so hot. In Tokyo, in September of 2019, unseasonably hot, that I didn't buy any of the clothes I wanted to buy. You know why? Because <laughs> I was ashamed to try them on, because I was sweating so much. Oh, gosh. So I planned on mild weather and uh, being able to uh, unashamedly try on whatever clothes I wanted to. <laughs> no, it was just, uh, it was over 100 degrees every day, and it was like mid-September. Yeah. There was a typhoon, too. 
So it was uh, it was just all around bad news. I mean, re- really, the thing for me is, you know, I'm 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 not used to city life, so like it was just a lot more walking than I was used to, <laughs> and especially oh, yeah. like the last day when I was trying to figure out where the heck the uh, the entrance to the uh, express train to uh, Narita Airport was. Like I didn't understand it was the subway, like not the train, and it, we were like walking all around in Wayno Park, like trying to find the entrance to the subway. like lugging that huge, huge pelican like, case, like yeah, and oh, yeah. a really long like light stand case and all that. Yeah, and I, stuff. I like I couldn't feel my pinky toe for like a month after that. <laughs> Ueno Park's got a bit of a like a spidery structure, kind of. Just, yeah, yeah, it was connects in all sorts of places around the town. Well, I mean, the other thing I've, I wasn't uh, really used to from Japan was you know how vertical everything is. So like, you know, we had oh, yeah. uh, we had a, a mobile hotspot, so you know we were able to you know use Google Maps and everything. But like I, navigating on Google Maps, like I mean, Corey lived in New York City, so you know he was a lot less confused. We had a we had a. We had a, our friend Jimmy Hoppe with us, uh, who uh, who uh, helped us navigate a lot. But um, uh, just like figuring out like where things were like vertically, is it is it it right in front of me? Is it below me? Is it is it above me? Like is this store I want to go to in Akihabara like only on floors two and three of this building? Like it's. I was not yeah, I used to it stuff. at all. Like, like you have to like check out on floor two if you want to buy anything there before seeing what they got on floor three. <laughs> yeah, I I moved to Tokyo uh, straight out of college. Uh, well, not straight out of college. I, I graduated from college and then I traveled the world for a couple of months before moving to Tokyo. And my previous experience. Uh, in a big city was I felt like Chicago was like the biggest city I'd ever I mean I'd been to London at that point but Chicago was like the most uh, uh, the most city like place I'd ever been when I first moved to Tokyo and I just loved it. it I lived in Saitama when I first moved there it just it just blew my mind going into a like a 15 story building that has like a different like a used yeah. clothing store and a record store and a and a eyeglasses shop and a clothing store <laughs> yeah. and a yeah. used I mean, video game store just all in one skinny tower that's just a exactly straight up. I mean love that stuff a, it was it was the same situation when we went to went out to eat and it's like I was not expecting this whole restaurant and you know the, the elevator doors just open up and it's like this huge restaurant yeah yeah floor. yeah yeah because I remember oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jimmy wanted to take us to a uh, to a uh, uh, yakitori place and the one that he had like seen earlier was closed because it was like nine o'clock at night. And so we just like wandered around town looking for another. And he's like, oh, hey, here's one. And it just like did not feel like there was going to be anything there at all. And it's like a big building. And it's like you have like the uh, like a sign just showing what's on each floor. Yeah. Like yeah, it's just, if you go to like the Yodobashi camera in Akihabara, oh, yeah. to like the eighth floor, there's just like 25 restaurants. <laughs> all huddled around up there. Oh man, so that, weird. That, I love I love that crazy. stuff though. I love the aesthetic of everything. Also looking like like drugstore clean when you go in these department stores. Everything looks like the uh, I don't know. It looks like the pharmacy area of a CVS. <laughs> it's just like the aesthetic. Everything is just like perfectly clean, as though you're yeah. on the 
on on like a, a future airplane you know like a uh whereas you know if basically any sort of a food court intended for you know to impress mainstream people in the united States, in new york or whatever it uh, they do it up so it looks like some dingy blade runner like marketplace <laughs> you know with like fake led neon all over um whereas in japan the 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 actual aesthetic of a uh, of a food court in in east asia is just this beautiful uh it's, it looks like a drugstore it's weird i'm just thinking of a uh, that yodobashi camera because i was a uh, i'd never been to the restaurant corner at the yodobashi camera uh, when I lived in Japan, but I, I walked through there when we were there back in... I keep thinking it was September of last year, which is really sad. Because it was actually September of the year before <laughs> yeah. last year. Yeah, I mean, that's last year's going to feel like the last year. 2019 perpetually feels like the la like, if that was last year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's so strange. Been at home for like a year now. I mean, I guess this is the conversation everyone is having all around yeah. the world at the same time. You know, uh, when they announced the the new Final Fantasy VII remake DLC uh, the other day, it, I, you know, uh, Try and I didn't really like the ending at first, and uh, over time we were we I feel that we our opinion has changed on it, and I I've started to feel like strangely nostalgic about that game. And I yeah, think weird, huh? because like at the at the beginning, like when that came out, that was like right when lockdown started. And I was kind of thinking like, oh, you know, it's going to be fine. Like we're just supposed to stay home for, you know, a few weeks and everything's going to be fine. And this will be all over. And this is just an excuse for me to easily sit at home and not have to worry about anything. And yeah, fe not feel bad about playing games like all the time. And, uh, you know, I, I played through it in like like a weekend was like a week and a half or something like that and like for an rpg you know as, as someone who has two kids like that never happens like it yeah you know, it just took me you know three weeks to finish ease nine and uh i mean i want to play ease nine i'll play it eventually it's good it, i mean I, I can i can talk a while for about that one too but uh anyways the you know i've, I've strangely become kind of nostalgic about that time and it feels like a, a long, such a long time ago that, and my opinion on the game has changed on the ending at least. That yeah. I'm like now I'm excited to replay the new version. Oh like, yeah, play it at 60 FPS. Yeah. I'm definitely going to play that. I I have this expectation, and I, who knows how true it is, though. Uh, I mean, who knows if this is going to turn out to be true? I have this expectation that they're going to announce the PC version, uh, like. And it's going to come out the same day as the 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 UP DLC comes out exclusively on the PS5. It's my guess. Oh, okay. It's my prediction. And then I'm going to play the whole thing at, at 120 frames per second on my TV. <laughs> on this, I'm surprised this that you you feel like playing it again. PC. Um, I've thought about it, and yes, <laughs> I've I've considered it, and yes, I'll, I will play it again. Um. If it does not come out on PC on the same day, uh, uh, as the PS5 one, you can play one. the free upgrade, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll play this. I'll play it at 60. I would rather play it at my PC. I'm certain can handle it at 120. Uh, I would like to play it at 120 frames per second, but uh, I probably won't be able to uh, if it's unless it comes out on PC. But I will play it at 60 if I have to. If it just settle for 60. But also, if I settle for 60, I also get to play with my uh, 
I can play a hard mode save. Right. So, whereas that's what I was gonna uh, say. It's like, are you gonna start from scratch? If you, I mean, if you play it on the on the PS5, you're gonna start from scratch. The again, best or? way to play that game is to play hard mode with the pre-grinded party, like level 50, with all your material leveled up. Uh, getting there is just like a hundred hours of kind of boring work. It's not boring. Oh, wait, the game, you, is, you the can, game is great. You can play hard mode with with a non-fresh file. No, no, I'm just saying that's that's to have a fresh, uh, oh. to have it, uh, to have it kind of built up. You, you you need to the hard mode is new game plus only right. for FF7 remake. Yeah, oh, so you do the okay. chapter select, and you can play the levels on hard mode. Yeah, I. You can just play them individually if you want. I've definitely kind I of been afraid that. of it, but I feel like if I replay it on PS5, like I may may as well. Yeah, play hard mode. Yeah. So what's the, what is the deal with like the normal classic mode difficulty? I didn't really understand what it. Man, means. so I I get a lot of people. Uh, one of the most common comments on the review that I did of the game is, why don't you talk about the classic mode? And I'm like, oh man, I just never played it. I played this game all the way through like four times. I never played the classic mode. So I I, I believe the classic mode is like turn-based, right? Well, no, it's, it's supposed uh, to be. But they, it was, they pause it. They pause the action and you enter the commands. Is that it? No, like it, it's, it's really not classic. Like they're acting like it is like I, I only played it that way on the demo so i i don't fully uh, remember. Yeah. oh wait yeah i'm supposed to catch him duh um it uh I, I i think you just don't have to like physically move the characters and they like you don't have to actually hit a button to make them attack but you just like watch them do their thing and then you know you manually enter you know the commands that use up atb and stuff just like you do yeah. regularly, the difference is you don't have to move. Although I think if you move the stick, like they do move, but I don't think you have to, if I remember. So yeah, it's that's like, weird. That's yeah. kind of like when uh, when when John Madden football suddenly I so call it John Madden football all the way <laughs> I, uh, because here. that's uh, it's you know it just gets tattooed on your brain that way. Mm -hmm. When when John Madden football introduced the whole drop in drop out thing, where it's like if you don't touch the controller for two seconds. It just starts uh, playing for you. It looks like on Genesis, right? So yeah. it's like it, it'll just start playing the game for you. Um, I, I guess that's probably what this classic mode is like. But uh, the normal classic basically lets... Apparently there was an issue. Uh, a lot of people felt the easy mode was like brain dead easy on the FF7 remake. And then the easy, easy mode. And then classic was... Uh, enticing to some people, but it was only available on the brain dead easy mode, which is like, oh, I did play, okay. I, I did play one chapter on easy just to see what it was like. And it was, uh, I mean, it was like, like credit feeding Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game. Basically it was like, it was, it was very, very stupid. Very, I mean, I, it was mindless. It's like you just press the, you just basically do this, the attack over and over again and the guys die. It's uh, it's very simple. And, uh, I mean, I feel like the, the difficulty in that game was all over the place as it was. Uh, yeah. I feel like the hard mode is the real game. I, my whole review hinges on the, my thinking that the, the hard mode was definitely the way that the game is meant to be played. But you can't play it that way right away because you have to grind your dudes because it's an RPG. And then the easy mode was like, we should put an easy mode in here because we made a really technical game. And the easy mode, it just feels like they, they, they had a spreadsheet and they just they were able to just multiply everything by like 0.25 and uh 
it's now just everything dies faster. Uh, you get more money. I, I don't know what it is. You just it, it's just uh, felt bizarrely easy on easy, and it felt like there was just none of the nuance of the game. They could have uh, could have balanced it a little better. So I feel like that's why they added a classic style to the normal mode. And that's got to that be why. Sense. Yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, that's... the uh, our friend Game Dave, like when he you know platinum the game and did his video on it and stuff. I mean, he said he said that like the game really does feel a lot more like an RPG. Like by the time he like finished playing it on hard mode and everything. Cause like I had been kind of saying like, you know, I, I like the game and everything, but is it like even an RPG at this point? Like, because every, every like modern action game has RPG yeah. elements. Like, is this any more of an RPG than that is? And, you know, Dave said that, like by the time he got done with the hard mode, he definitely felt like it, it really does feel like an RPG. Yeah, I mean, like something mode, like Final Fantasy Fifteen. You really like, have to. I, I don't. Hard know. mode is great. So either you guys play hard mode on it. No, neither no, of you played no, the hard no, mode. No, no. So the thing about the hard mode is the. Th- I hate starting a sentence with the thing about blank is, the the thing about the hard mode is um. Uh, you don't recover MP at the rest points. Oh, right. right. You only recover MP by getting the Mako shards, by destroying boxes, or uh, by uh, imbibing uh, MP recovery items, which you right. usually purchase a few of at a vending machine. Um, so you, basically, it, it makes money a bit more valuable. Um, though at the same time, it there there are these materia in the game. There's prayer and there's chakra. Which uh, uh, Tifa comes equipped with chakra, uh, Aerith comes equipped with prayer. Um, prayer recovers a percentage of everybody's HP when you use it, and it requires two ATB bars. And chakra, no, wait, prayer recovers, it, it's just a spell that recovers a little bit of everyone's HP. And you level it up, and it recovers more. Uses two ATB bars. Chakra recovers a percentage of your HP when you use it, and it only costs one ATB bar. So, if you play through the game once, you'll end up with two chakras and two prayers uh, in your inventory. And you play through the game a second time, you'll end up with more. Um, uh, so the idea is you just have to use chakra and prayer. In other words, it, it kind of turns it into a Bravely Default-like, where you're using ATB to heal during mm. battle. And when you play on hard, you get this very rpg sensation of... Uh, you get to the end of a battle, and I, I got very good at using uh, prayer on, like, the last frame of, like, a random battle. Like, you kill a guy, and then right then I had my, my hotkeys, because you got to really get good with right. the hotkeys, where you hold the... Well, it's a shoulder, but I had it on a yeah. paddle on my scuff controller. So where you, you, you hold the paddle and press the face button to just, like, slam off a prayer right as the last enemy dies, and it feels very... Uh, <laughs> And you're basically just forces you to use everybody's ATB abilities a lot. And you learn that magic is kind of, kind of like not super great uh, in that game. Really? Uh, I mean, d- uh, don't you by need itself? It, I mean, you, I mean, you need it to it, like stagger the enemies, right? That's yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not a, it's, it's useful uh, as like a tool in technical circumstances. Right. So when, I mean, when you were Fantasy, forced Final Fantasy 13 is a similar situation where like physical attacks oh, are yeah. like slowing the stagger meter. Magic attacks are increasing the meter, mm-hmm. but then yeah, real so, damage okay, so, is done so, by regular attacks once they're so stagged. magic. I mean, 
when I say magic isn't that useful in the game, I guess uh, I guess that's wrong. Magic is magic is extremely useful. It's just it's not uh, not in the traditional it's not, sense where yeah, it's, it's like not, an elemental weakness yeah. per se. It's mechanically a, a, a different thing. So, so like when you're playing on hard mode, you are thinking in terms of just maximizing everything that you can do. You want to get the maximum effectiveness out of it. So um, Aerith has this uh, ATB ability called Arcane Ward, where she lays down these uh, uh, right, right. this pod thing on the ground that if you're standing in it, you you can. There's a chance that you'll cast your magic spell twice. Oh yeah, I love that. Right. Yeah. So you uh, you use Arcane Ward, and you just start using that. So basically, you get into every boss fight, and uh, I mean, I played with Aerith, Barrett, and uh, and Cloud was my typical party. You get into every boss fight and you're just like lay down an arcane ward, use the magic that the boss is weak to, uh, so that you can, you can double it up and you can stagger them extra. And then once they're staggered, you use the focus attacks to like boost the the stagger meter way up to boost the damage percentage up. And then if you have a limit break, you like fire off a limit break, and it, it feels very RPG ish. Mm -hmm. It feels kind of like a perfect fusion of like an RPG and a and a character action game at that point. So I thought that was. That was real neat, and it was a very neat game, and it uh, it really helped me understand like the architecture of the battle system. My third time through the game, you know, so it's I felt like it was really just buried in there. Yeah, uh, I mean, by being the, called hard mode. Right. Well, I mean, I remember finishing it and then seeing the limitations of like, oh, you can only heal at at the at the benches and stuff. Mm -hmm. And you know, after like, I I struggled on the last. The last fight on uh, well, yeah, hard mode has no items too which you can't use you cannot use items in hard mode like, as, as someone who, like struggled with the, with the final battle that felt like it's like no i'm not going to do this mm -hmm. <laughs> you know i didn't have the the desire to well, put myself I'm sure through that. One, once it clicks though yeah exactly well i think that that's you know in the, in the time that is has transpired since then and you know, people have figured out how to do certain things, and it's it's easier to find out. You know, like what's the best way to do this instead of you know figuring it out on on your own, which is it's fine too. Uh, but I mean, at the time, it, it seemed almost insurmountable. Yeah, I think the game did a fairly bad idea of tutorializing a lot of stuff. Um, no offense to it, I feel like like a lot of the. I mean, like, they they gloss they gloss over things a lot, like the fact that focused attacks boost the stagger, yeah, uh, damage percentage, got really glossed over. Like, why is that important? Got glossed over pretty hard. Mm -hmm. Took me a lot of experimentation to. Uh, I don't know. It felt like they they could have explained it. They could have had like a battle tutorial that was really good, instead of teaching you like a tiny factoid, like ten battles in a row, and then uh, kind of just leaving you to discover the rest. It's right. so interesting I I... how, like, you know, everyone ended up loving, you know, everyone, you know, maybe not everyone, but, you know, in general, it seems like the battle system in, in 7 Remake is pretty loved. And, you know, all, oh, yeah. all, the, all this, like, all this, like, modern, like, stagger stuff and everything, like, it started with Final Fantasy 13, and, like, you know, we, we, we've talked about this with John a lot, like, it, I kind of feel like, Final Fantasy uh, 13's reception would be a lot different today than it was back then because it was like, oh, everything's got to be this like big open world game, and you know if it's not like 
open world than like it's you know it's it's behind What's the times. Even the and like I, I, I thought it was kind of a worthwhile experiment in like bringing the Japanese RPG like down to its like bare necessity elements because like in most games like most rpgs like is really like walking up to every npc and talking to them like out of obligation fun like you have to like and then you have to talk to them again see if they say something different and then you have to talk to them another time if they say something different the second time to make sure they don't say something different a third time like Final fantasy 13 was just like you know maybe that isn't fun <laughs> you know like I, I had no problem with there being no towns. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't mind there not being towns, but uh, I mean, I was put off by it uh, at first. And then toward the end of the game, I, I liked it a little bit more and I wrote kind of a negative review of it. I, I want to so say as, the, the, first years... thing, <laughs> the first thing I ever read of yours was like some write-up you did about on like Fall Fantasy 13 launch day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kotaku wanted me to write something about it. Uh, God, that was, what, 12, 13, 12 years ago? Lord. <laughs> Long time ago. But, uh, yeah, I wrote up a thing. Um, but the more I think about that game uh, now, like, the more I like it. I, I think that game's real good. I played through mm -hmm. a bunch of it last year. Uh, I actually ended up playing a bunch of it for my remake review. When I did a review oh, right. remake, I, I ended up just playing a, a whole bunch of 13. The, that on that Xbox One X, they they up-resed, uh, they put in all the high-res textures, 1080p cutscenes, all of that oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's definitely how, how I'll replay it if, uh, if I do someday. Because yeah. we both did Platinums on it. Yep. Try and I did. I'm, I'm glad, I, I'm glad I, uh, I got that like a month before my PS3 died. Because <laughs> I would have been mad if I lost that. Save, yeah. Uh, so that, try that was that was so that was the first thing of, of Tim's that you read. I I, I I'd like to talk about the I think, I think so, the first yeah. video that I of of Tim's that I that I showed try was uh you did a um a video or not a, like a really a like a uh like an ad for uh, Luft Rousers. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I mean, it is, that it, it is like... just it's really just your voice almost the entire time, just like very very close to the microphone. Yeah, and. Uh, it's it's still pretty funny like that that stuff that you did like you know we watched uh, and I, after I showed him that you know we watched your Octo Dad one and um, oh yeah I remember that Octo Dad one I made yeah. that Left Rousers one in two hours <laughs> it feels like you just sat down and you just like wrote a bunch of trash like, off, yeah yeah just like off the top of your head and then recorded it but it's it's very it's it's really really funny the game's real good too yeah. Yeah, I I think I played it on stream a few weeks ago on the Vita version. I played it on the PS TV. Oh yeah, remember that Vita? <laughs> I was I was looking to, I was like trying to get a, a Vita TV uh, last year. Oh yeah. Uh, and then uh, like days or not last yeah last year Lord. And then days <laughs> later, uh, Sega just announced that they were releasing Persona 4 Golden on Steam. Uh, oh yeah. Or that they were, that they just had, and I was like, oh okay. And then I guess I never went back to trying to get a Vita TV. They're, they're kind of expensive now, but they're not that bad. Oh, yeah, I think that that they, was... they went way up, and now they're kind of going down a little bit. So there, there is a... It's because a few... you can get Persona on Steam. <laughs> yeah. yeah <it's... laughs> That's got to be why, right? 
I, I still think God. it's funny that like our best performing video last year was that PlayStation TV slash Vita video. Yeah, I mean, I like there's a so if you hack your system, there's a thing called uh, sharp scale, which makes it so that uh, it does an integer scale of the game instead of like have you know how the uh, PS TV makes it look all smudged and like you know puts like a bilinear filter over the whole screen and does not look good. This like removes all that, so everything is like super crisp and pixel perfect, essentially. And it's it's it's, it's a real game changer changer for playing those games on the system. I really want to. Uh, I got I got to get some more uh, some more video game equipment over here in general. I'm glad that, uh, that Bob's helping you out with the. Oh yeah, the the, the PlayStation PS1 digital yeah. Yeah, that's my my number one most wanted thing, because I've got yeah. uh, a couple of PS One games I want to play. Mm -hmm. That's pretty uh, amazing. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking it's... of thinking of playing some PS One games pretty soon. What do you think? I oh, yeah. I'd say yeah. I mean, it, the PS One, like as as time goes on, you know, I I say this all the time, but when I was younger, I never thought that I would like PS One would be something that I was like really pa passionate about. But now, now it's retro I like, as heck, yeah. But I'm just like I'm really like nostalgic for the system, just in general, because it just there's something about all the games on it. You know, it's kind of like this period, of, like the last like 2D focused period of like games that were in 240p and like look really good on a CRT, and it's just there's just something about it. Yeah, but I mean, I you know what's interesting to me is like uh, you know since I was so much more like. GameCube focused during like the PS2 era. Like I, right. I think the PS2, like for me, uh, has been such a more fun system in recent years than, uh, than the GameCube. Like, like I, I like the PS2 a lot more than the GameCube just because like delving into all the game, the library of games that I like skipped over during the day in favor of GameCube. Yeah. Like I, I had a PS2. I just, I didn't play it. I didn't buy as many games for it as I did the GameCube. Cause like at the time I mostly only played like RPGs on like my PS one and I branched out a little more on PS two, but I was like, you know, Ape Escape, like I play platformers on my, on my N64, you know, like so. I'm a bit biased uh, for the PlayStation two. Uh, but uh, I, I like, I like just kind of thinking of all the weird PS two games that are out there that oh, yeah. people don't talk about like this, right? Like yeah. this here, like Wild Arms Five, like uh, I mean Japan only games. Like I, I think Berwick Saga and Armodyne are like two of the five best strategy games ever made. You know, there's games like that on the PS2 that just mm. don't really. I mean, the Berserk game on PS2, Garoden, Breakblow, Fist or Twist, games like that. Love games like that. There's a whole bunch of games on the PS2 that people don't uh, they don't know about or talk about. Yeah, but uh. I recently, I recently collected a folder of 131. I'm looking at it right now. It's called my PSX Good Boys folder. It's the Good Boys folder. 131 games that I've never played for the PS1. Is, is that, uh, uh, incre in Incredible Crisis in there? Oh, no, I've played Incredible Crisis. Okay. <laughs> in fact, uh, one of the guys I worked with at Sony was the former uh, guitarist of the Tokyo Scott Paradise Orchestra. Really? He was the, the cacho of the section. We had a great uh, time playing that on stream a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Kanazawa-san was his name. He he was a he actually quit Tokyo Scott Paradise Orchestra to work at Sony Music, which then became Sony Computer Entertainment. 
uh, or the branch, the part he was in. Um, Kanazawa-san, yeah, so it, that's that's basically how Tokyo Scott Paradise Orchestra ended up scoring a weird little video game. I know that game. Though there are, there are Japanese PS1 games that I have never played that I've always wanted to play. And I sat down a couple weeks ago and I just typed up a list of off the top of my head games that I was aware of that uh, I'd never played. And then I also, I went and uh, I did a little bit of interneting and I found a couple of games that uh, just based on graphical style alone, uh, hmm. I was instantly interested in. And most of these games have like no fan translations or whatever. So I'm like, I wonder if that's like the sort of thing I could I could do. Mm. Play those. Uh, would people watch streams of that? Like I don't know. There's oh, just games that yeah. games that I feel like nobody's ever nobody's ever talked about. Um, well, okay, I, I I have played a lot of these games. A lot of the, the games that I typed up when I decided to start typing up games. A lot of them were games that I'd purchased like at bookstores in Japan, and I'd, I'd like play it around with. Or uh, in all the years I worked at Sony, I, I often met people who would, uh, uh, they would, they would, you know, talk about games that they'd worked on back in the old PS1 days or whatnot. So I ended up uh, learning about, having a lot of video games, games like Planet Laika. Do you know Planet Laika? You know this game? I, I, I can't really, I, I'm not one to drop names of things unless I can simultaneously be showing video footage of it. Um, yeah, like the game Planet Laika was a game I got interested in, and I purchased it at some kind of bookstore and played it for like 20 minutes, and I was like, this completely owns. I feel like such a cool person for knowing about this. Games like that. My yeah. baby is here, in case anyone hasn't noticed. This is my child. <laughs> His name is Bibbity Babis. We call him Bibby Babis. Want to say something? <laughs> He's got nothing nope. to say. He's you know, it's dog. a lot of people in the chat. Like, so our a lot of people in the chat are mentioning. Uh, my neighbors have a little poodle, and his name is Pooty. Pooty. Yeah, and he just like toy poodle, mini poodle. I I don't know. Like, I mean, he's he's old. I don't really know that. I'm I've never been like a dog person. I've always had cats growing up, and still do now. So I don't know the differences between like different kinds of dogs. But uh, I'll tell you the like, difference he, between dogs and cats is uh, I'm I'm not allergic to every dog so <laughs> cats are they, just constantly blasting they're just reverse vacuum cleaners of themselves <laughs> just constantly that's blasting true. their hair all over yeah how's he going and even um, if you like pet them then it's like an all get, get all over you it's like there's no escaping it yeah just like their hair is just it's yeah they're reverse vacuum cleaners what they are so they're just blasting them. My, my little dog, surprisingly little of his hair gets anywhere. My neighbor is like, he's always like yelling at his dog. He's like, he's like an older guy. And this, I think the dog oh. is, is pretty old too. And he's just yeah. like, Pooty, come here. Pooty. Pooty. <laughs> it's definitely just become a, a stream, a stream come meme here. with our. Uh... Yeah. Pooty. Booty. 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 I like those. I like those little poodles. I like them. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I mean, those. I think that the Pooty just wants to like see other people, and this is like right across the street, so Pooty kind of like walks into the road to come over and visit. So I think that's, oh, that's why nice. he gets so, gets so upset, like yell and starts yelling. He's like, "Get over here, Pooty, Pooty." You know, you gotta say it with like this the accent a little bit, Pooty. 
I like those little boodles. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these booty's pretty nice. But uh, I think I think that we, if we ever see Pooty out there, we always try to like sneak out because we know if Pooty sees us, he's gonna come over to see us, he's and get he's gonna happy. get yelled. He's, well, he's gonna get yelled at then too. Oh, you know? yeah, get happy, get yelled at. And <laughs> it sounds like me back in the NES era. I'm talking about my mom and yelling about my game tapes being on the floor. Oh, get yeah. those game tapes off the floor. That's my mom actually never yelled at. I'm 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 stealing my. My friend Brent Porter's a favorite <laughs> joke. I mean, I, I, I remember my, game tape. my, my... Get your my, god darn game tapes off the god darn basement floor. My my uh, my, my neighbor's... Uh, my, my neighbor's dad was, like, literally confused, like, how you... When you put a Nintendo game inside the system, it, like, started from the beginning every time, but you, you didn't rewind it when you turned it off. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, I'm gonna. I'm like way behind on uh, some donations, so I'm gonna go ahead and read through these. I, I apologize, to everybody. Uh, there was a Ooh. seven seven ninety nine Australian uh, from someone named. Uh, uh, it says insert credit with a question mark. Oh yeah, I know um, that place. Yeah, uh, and there's also a uh, donation from uh, John John Munger. Mm. For four ninety nine, saying, uh, "Tim, sit, sad to see you leave. Insert credit. I did that just happen? I had, had no idea." Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, I have recently uh, 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 decided to cut down on a couple of my uh, my activities uh, so that I have time to uh, what do you call it? Do stuff. Work more. <laughs> yeah, I've got a I've got a couple of things that I'm working on that uh, have really squeezed my free time down. To pretty much zero. I'm doing this stream because uh, because I I promised you all I would. Uh, though in the in the future I I will uh I will have to be I will be turning down a couple more things than usual. I, I think. can totally understand that. I mean. Though yeah, I had to. I was on that podcast for every single episode they ever did, and then I I guess uh, I just I I decided to got to cut down on a couple of things. For a while, at least. Because, you know, you, if even if you're not recording, you're thinking of, you know, like you're preparing for it in some way or another. And it just, like, stuff yeah. builds up. And, you know, it's like, I just want to be all, <laughs> I need to, like, relax once in a while here. It's a whole lot more. It's, uh, I mean, there's, there's a, I don't know. I, when I was working at Kotako.com, I think is the I think that's what it was called. I don't know. It was some website <laughs> I worked for. Kotako, uh, Kotako, I think. There was always this. Uh, you know, I made videos, right? Um, and it was my my job was to make videos, and I made them. I made usually about a video a week, sometimes two. Uh, I I was proud of having a couple of weeks where I did five videos. Um, and uh, I I I developed a style of video that I liked to make, and uh, let's not even talk about what it is. Let's just assume that it's ethereal, right? <laughs> so I, 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 uh, I had like a style of video that I liked to make, and I was like, I'm gonna make more videos like this. And I recall hearing someone say, "Well, why don't you just make videos like this <laughs> instead, like easy ones, like these people on YouTube? Look at this." And I'm just like, "Ah, that's not me." And even if I was making videos like that, 
uh, I would want to make them a little bit more like <clears throat> maybe like this. And I'm getting being very nebulous here. Uh, it's like uh, it's it's uh, I can't. Uh, if if I'm gonna sit down and make like a ten minute guy in front of a webcam, yo, what's up? Welcome to my channel. What's up with video game news today? You know, like, uh, if I'm going to make videos like that, there's no way I'm not going to... I mean, though it may be a 10-minute video, there's there's no way I'm not going to spend an hour oh, yeah. uh, on yeah. each minute, you know? Right. And then spend an, spend an hour thinking about each minute outside of the filming of it, you know, before the editing of it, the preparation and whatnot. It's, uh... What I'm trying to say is there's there's just a... If a guy is on a podcast that's an hour long every week, it's it's I don't know. There's there's a lot more than just being there for the hour. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, uh, absolutely. and uh, like people ask me all the time and you know, I, I feel like I'm being mean to these people, but people ask me all the time they're like, You're doing this review of Cyberpunk. I'm working on a review of Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Um, my inbox is is crammed with people being like, Why aren't you streaming it, dude? You should just be streaming it. And then use that footage from your streams for the reviews. And I'm like, ah man, that's that's a that's a great idea. Uh but also uh streaming the game is is definitely uh uh I mean I don't think I don't think people uh uh there's there's still out there people that just kinda think their streamers, uh their their favorite streamers are just kinda having fun playing video games. Right. You know? And it's like, ah, oh man, it's pretty hard. It, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm sh there are harder jobs out there, obviously. You know, it's right. not brain no. surgery or whatnot. I mean, you, don't, us, you don't have a person's like... life in your hands, but <laughs> it is it is really exhausting in a way that is so much different from you know just playing. So I played through Cyberpunk. I spent two hundred and forty-four hours uh, playing through the game multiple different ways on different systems and hardwares and uh i'm glad i didn't stream any of that because uh, <laughs> 244 hours of it yeah 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 it's like i mean maybe i could have streamed 20 hours of it i don't know uh though i i just uh i feel like there's just thoughts that you don't have right when and you, you when you're streaming when you're streaming yeah. the game yeah because yeah. you have and to think it's... about the chat and like you know what if people are enjoying it anyways like i mean I, think I believe that's I'm reasons. some, yeah. I think that's the reason why we do like our Sunday. We do streams every Sunday night, and that's like basically it. Sometimes we'll do some extra uh, streams here and there, but for the most yeah. part, it's just like you know we we we're, like we'll we'll play through an entire game like if we can finish it during that stream, but we won't uh, resume it if we don't finish it. We won't like re like stream the rest of it or anything. Right. Well, I mean, and, and two like yeah. generally we pick games that. You know, like this game has some text in it, but for the most part, like you can figure out how to proceed without reading very much. And like, but yeah. anytime I stream a game where like I need to pay attention to what NPCs are saying or else I won't know where to go, like something about being on a stream, even when I'm not like paying that much attention to the chat room, just something about being on a stream just puts me in a different mindset where I like can only pay so much attention to what like characters and signs in the game are actually saying. Like you just, you think about it differently. It's, it's different. Like for the stuff that you do, you want to make sure you get like your normal, like thoughts on the game, like over the course of, playing. yeah, 
There's a horrible state I have to be in while I'm uh, while I'm playing a video game. Usually, uh, in order to like prepare for the the sort of stuff that I'm going to end up doing in the review, and then during the process of editing, um, I mean that Tokimeki Memorial video was I worked I, I must have worked like. I, I say I worked 17, 20 hour days in a row. That's a little bit of an exaggeration. I think it was a. There were some 16 hours and some 18 hours and some 14 hour ones in there, though. I mean, it's it's like a lot of work to do all that editing. Because I'm doing it all by myself. Uh, yeah. I'd like, to, I'd like to have a full time staff at some for point. For some reason, I thought you had an editor recently, or you were. Uh, you were yeah, looking I, I to hire mean, an editor for like a little bit there. Yeah, I had a couple of guys. Uh, they're good guys. Uh, good fellas, uh, they they help me out for a couple videos. Though they 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 both have part uh, full time jobs and, and everything. Right. And uh, it was it was a nice experience to learn uh, what it's like, what my expectations are to work with mm-hmm. someone. Uh, like to like, uh, and I basically learned at the end of the, the the experiment. I learned that I don't really know what my videos are yet. Does that makes sense. Right. I don't yeah, really yeah. know what the exact thing is, so it doesn't exactly feel right to have somebody yeah. working full-time until I know exactly what I want them to do. So I feel like I was not very good at uh, working with those editors, mm-hmm. both the you know consummate professionals as they were. Uh, though uh, I'm looking into getting, uh, getting the projects kind of structured, just saving up some money so that I can... Uh, you know, hire I mean, some people full time. Want to hire at least one person full time? I've nice. always been kind of curious about what your, you know, your, the your, uh, like how you write everything. Like, do you ever like change anything like after the fact? Because if you shoot all of your on camera stuff, and you, I, I assume you record your entire script on camera. Oh yeah, whole script is recorded right. on camera so that you get that that audio flow. Right. Um, couple of things. I so I I make sure that so uh, the way it works right now is in order to film my script, I have to get on an airplane, right? Like I oh, literally okay. have to yeah. go somewhere to film it, and that sounds inconvenient. And and I mean it is because you nobody your, likes and you know going your to script has to be like exactly where yeah. you want it to be when you get on the, it, the plane. It that. forces a whole bunch of uh, it forces an element of reality onto it. Yeah. Uh, it forces this reality where it's like, I know the script has to be very locked. I have to fact check everything. If something slips through my fact checking, I have a really good time uh, visually indicating it on the video by putting some words on there and being like, oh, actually, this is wrong. And Mm -hmm. then uh, getting comments where people uh, out themselves as, first of all, knowing too much, and second of all, uh, not actually having watched the video I just listened to it instead mm-hmm. or people are like oh you got this wrong and it's like oh yeah i know <laughs> just tangled up in a cable under my desk i don't know what happened i was sitting weird on my leg my leg is right now hold on i'm uh i'm starting to get sort of i uh i've got have you has anybody in the chat ever had pericarditis do you know what pericarditis is i got that right now uh, you were describing it to us everybody, before the stream. It doesn't sound just, just doesn't, letting everybody know that it's it's not good. It doesn't sound fun. I'm going I'm going to my doctor on Tuesday, and uh, I hope to be prescribed a uh, 
I've been taking uh, anti-inflammatories over the counter, which is the, the City MD urgent care uh, recommendation. Um, <laughs> uh, my health insurance kicks in, and uh, what do we got? Uh, two hours and twenty-five minutes. <laughs> two hours and twenty-five minutes, baby. I got health insurance. Uh, is there a reason uh, however, why it, it had to be on a certain a certain amount of time, or did you have to get approved for it or whatever, and then and then it starts? Oh, I guess uh, duh, duh. Tomorrow's uh, the first. I, I, I forgot it, it, that you know, it's, <laughs> forgot that it's February. February. It 28th. starts up. It starts up on. The The first day of the second month after you apply for it. So I applied on January oh, okay. 29th, which means I get it on March 1st. They like to squeeze you any which way they can. I feel like with the amount of money I'm paying, they should they should give me like one day early. Yeah. <laughs> at, at least. Because uh, I'm, I'm hoping to get prescribed uh, some kind of a medication that is more effective than uh, the ibuprofen I have been taking. Uh, and I... Which is... Uh, are you I mean, able it, to it, get like dental and stuff? Are you getting dental and stuff too? Oh, oh yeah, Daddy's got dental. Okay. Uh, he's got <laughs> dental. Uh, it's uh, uh, that's that's the kind of dental insurance I have. So, yeah, I, uh, I, uh, yeah, I'm I'm going to I'm to my doctor on Tuesday, and I'm gonna walk in with. Uh, I'm gonna have a. I don't even. A first list. of all, I've a never list. had a. I've I've never written a laundry list out. I don't know what a laundry list is. Uh, though, yeah, I'm going to go in with a laundry list. Who actually lists their laundry? Let's I mean, I understand that a laundry list is like when you when you deliver a bag to like a service. I'm no uh, I'm no white uh, collar yeah. uh, white collar guy who drops off a bag at a laundry service. You have the list, so you know you got everything back. Is that what a laundry list is? It's like a taco. I, I guess it's yeah. got to be. Make sure you make sure they didn't uh, they didn't hold anything out on you. So yeah, I'm gonna go in with a laundry list of, of complaints to my new primary <laughs> care doctor on Tuesday. And, That's the, uh, like yeah. Doing doing laundry in New York is like the thing that I miss the least. I think about living there. We've got laundry in our building, which is nice. Oh. So I did just live in the Oakland for seven years. Where just God, I've been in New York for uh, pretty soon. It's gonna be four years. I've been living in New York. Oh wow. So. So, um, wow. You know, there's a. Good luck! There you go. That's my. I don't know. That's the only sound on my soundboard I have that makes me think of living in New York for four years. So I'll have lived here for four years, and uh, I don't know. I lived in Oakland for seven, and I had washing machine and dryer in my apartment, in the apartment, for that whole time. It's the first time in my adult life I've not had a washing machine in my house. In Japan, everybody's got a little tiny washing machine. Not everybody, but a lot of people have. Little tiny washing machines. Oh, it's not. Even, even it's in not like some. Tokyo? Uh, what? Even in like Tokyo? Yeah, yeah. You, well, they, they they have little washing machines. They're beautiful. These are tiny little washing machines. And then uh, I had little hooks in my ceiling that I could hang up bars to hang a laundry pole from, so I could hang up my laundry inside the apartment. It was real nice. It was always you... fun to smell the laundry in the apartment. To smell the uh, the, the detergent. Do you ever see yourself experience. like leaving New York? Or, I mean, now that you're kind of in this position where you're, you know, being stuck in the house a... for forever makes one think, why am I even in New York at all? Right. Because right? that's, I mean, that was one of the reasons uh, my wife and I left. Because after we had had our daughter, there was we were certainly not taking advantage of a lot of the things that we had oh, yeah. previously. So it's like, why are we even here? 
And, I'm pretty uh, sure as soon as it's uh, it's it's legal and kosher and safe to go outside, uh, it'll just be an instant, instant man. New York owns all over yeah. again. So it's like right now it's easy to, uh, I don't know, two, three, twelve times a day, just be like, I don't really need to be in New York. What the heck? What is that's <laughs> depressing to be in New York? It's not really depressing. It's just like it's depressing to be anywhere right now. But yeah. it's uh, I was like, if I still lived in California, it'd be 70 degrees outside. I could just sit on my porch and yeah. it would be nice. And here, it's uh, all gross outside. It's like, I don't know. Once once it's okay to go outside, it's going to just be like, oh, man, I can get some pizza. Mm -hmm. I can go to Chinatown. I can, you know, do this. It's like, I don't know. New York's pretty good. It's, yes. just, it's just very, very, very easy to be negative about one's uh, neighborhood right now. You right. Know? Absolutely. It's very easy. Absolutely. Can't even can't even go to Target. I haven't even been to a Target in forever. <laughs> Used to go to the Target in Brooklyn, and it would just be like, oh, I love Target. Oh yeah, it's like just in that no big uh, that big shopping center thing. There's the, like a Best the, Buy in there too. Atlantic Terminal, it's called, which is like the weirdest name for a yeah. mall. Atlantic Terminal. And the thing <laughs> like, is, okay, like, if, you, if you go to it, you're gonna spend this money and you, like you can't take the subway home because you don't want to lug everything you're gonna buy home so you got to take the car service home like, yeah or just, just we, we, could, we could walk it was a it was a long oh. walk but we, we would do a walk every once in a while from that target I, oh, they're, faking, I, they're faking the moon landing in here yeah <laughs> I, I definitely Cooper, value a somewhere I value the time that I had in there a lot because I think that my desire to walk has carried over like ever since uh, living there. There's so many people we that we know around here that will not like walk if it's like two blocks away. It's like we will walk as, as much as we possibly can here because we've just been conditioned to do it now. Well, you you kind of live in more like a neighborhood now, well, though. Where like you can't. I really... will not now or now like since last year since moving to the new house, we're kind of like way out in the burbs. But I mean, there was like, I mean, not way out in the burbs. I mean, it's like, you know, we could we could walk to to town, but it'd like be take a little while I mean, well, before we were just kind of in town. I mean, where I live, there's uh, nowhere I could go within walking right. distance other than that flea market, but it's not a very good flea market. <laughs> I moved to Oakland, California from Tokyo, Japan, and my first two years in Oakland almost two years i did not own a car and i just walked everywhere hmm? and then uh one day my friend was coming to my house just coming over to hang out in the afternoon and uh <laughs> and she got robbed at gunpoint um her and her friend both they like they both got robbed wow at gunpoint like two blocks from my house and i was like oh and then the next time i walked to target i was like this is kind of ridiculous for me to be walking this distance across this highway like street, uh, uh, you know, through this completely empty landscape to a target or to be walking across this bridge to Ikea. And then I eventually got a car. Um, so I was just like treating it as though walking was like a normal thing to do. The supermarket was a, a kind of a treacherous hike from my apartment and I was just walking cause that's what I was used to. Uh, because you know Tokyo, you're just gonna walk everywhere all the time, and it's 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 luxurious. I didn't even know. It's that luxurious was... to walk anywhere. 
Um, yeah. I think I I think I probably gotta go, uh, cause I'm starting to feel a little tired. Uh, okay. again, the it's it's, it's the pericarditis. That's cool. It's, I understand. Uh, uh, just really quick, I, I just want to yes. read uh, Paul Sutton's. He he had a forty nine ninety nine donation. Ooh, that's big. Yeah, that's, that's enough big. to buy Ape Escape three in uh, two thousand six. I. But thank you, Paul. He says, uh, uh, two thirds of the Triforce of YouTube's gaming related videos excellence. What a freaking, uh, what game is that freaking good luck clip from? It's killing me. And, uh, I guess the, the other, uh, entry in, the, in this Triforce is, is Digital Foundry. Oh, yes, yes. That's the Triforce. Yeah, yep. I like that color, that donation. Uh, yeah, the, that's a good color. It's, it matches my, uh, my. You light bulb behind me. See that? <laughs> I've got it on my screen. Oh yeah, it's yeah. Bla- I, I've I've got it on my screen like maximized here so that I can uh, see it better. <laughs> so you can see it blasting my face. Yeah, I think uh, I think Tim Blast. was saying that the the soundboards are are a secret. If you do, if you know what it's from, you're not supposed to say. I know what it's from. I, yeah, I, Paul I, Sutton. If you uh, send me a DM on Twitter, I'll tell you because of <laughs> the amount of your donation. Though perhaps someone in the chat has already said it. I, I, I recognize them, but I'm perhaps. drawing a blank. I'm drawing a total blank. Good luck. Bingo. I, I can I can I, give some hints because I, I oh there it is. Okay, what's know, what's I, this I, one? What what game is this from? Oh, <laughs> oh that's Streets of Rage. And also, which, which one though? Which one? Uh, I guess it's two. Two. That that yeah. is okay. maybe my favorite sound effect on the Genesis. That's like it's just. It is. It is from Streets of Rage too. Yes. It, it is. What game is this? What game is this from? It's uh, Street Fighter Two on the Super NES. It's from the right. arcade version, but that's close enough. Oh. oh. Uh, what what is what is this from? I mean, obviously that's. From... That's that's punch. That's like a punch in Street Fighter Two. That's true. And uh, this this one is easy. Nice. Uh, everybody knows that one. Uh, this. That's a sound I made by combining multiple <laughs> sounds. Though it is, uh, it is nominally the shotgun from Doom. Uh, what about this? Everybody knows that one. Yeah. Uh, Bingo. Good luck. Yeah. And then I, what about this one? Oh, that's Mario World uh, in the stage. Yeah, I, I, I recognize bingo. the Smash TV now. I, I, I knew I knew that. Uh, I, I uh, if, if only I could have actually won one of those 2,600-inch TVs that you collect in that. Oh, God, I love it. <laughs> big money, big prizes. I love it. Yeah. I love Good luck, it. you'll need it. Some <laughs> of my favorite voice samples. They are pretty <laughs> Absolutely. good. Absolutely. I, I, I Do mean, I want to hear my Marcus them. Phoenix impression? Here it comes. Ready? Nice. <laughs> Not bad, huh? <laughs> the drive haven't played in any of the Gears games. I haven't. God, they're so good. I, I, they are. I, I was I was pretty burned out by the end of the third one, and, and Judgment was kind of, I felt played it out of obligation. Judgment's a little played. weird. Did you play Bulletstorm? Uh, you know, I, I have the PS4 is... version, but it, I have not really played it much. Oh, like they're they're locked and loaded big boy remastered diaper version or whatever. It's, it's got some like comically stupid name to it. Yeah, that was kind of a a, a game with like a, a bizarre and somewhat annoying script that actually just kind of owns how how like completely stupid mm-hmm. the writing was. 
Uh, but uh, oh, Monday the 16th. That's a good <laughs> nightmare on Ape Street. <laughs> nightmare on Monday the 16th. Nightmare on Ape Street. Okay, okay, buddy. <laughs> Somebody had a good time writing that one. Oh God, pericarditis. Okay. Lord. Thank, thank you for uh, for for hanging out. It was a lot of fun having you on. Um, hopefully, I hope you feel better soon and everything gets it's worked out. Uh, we'll see what my doctor says. It's gonna be I fun to you... have a doctor. Yes, it'll be it'll be a big relief. Somebody you can just go and see, and it'll be the same well, person every time. As I've been lying be like uh, instead of you know whoever uh, whoever's on whoever's at the drive-through window at the urgent care. Uh, uh, yeah, man. Like I was, I was telling you all before the stream, I've been sleeping with a bunch of pillows up against the wall, uh, in my bed, uh, like the, uh, making a no country for old men reference. So anybody mm -hmm. in my discord who hasn't watched, uh, we were talking about no country for old men last night. It was on my mind because of the way I'm sleeping. So there's the guy, El Ultimo Hombre, uh, last man standing. Where is he? Uh, when Josh Brolin goes and gets him. He's got the briefcase full of money. So that's me every night, is uh, sitting dead with my back to a tree. Uh, that's how I've been sleeping. It's pericarditis. Do you have to layer, like, lean your head forward or put it back, or how do you even do it? The head, I, I've been keeping it pretty straight up, but uh, uh, it ends up kind of rolling backward. Got, like, this really bad, like, ache in my neck, like, right here. It's horrible. Gosh. If I'm not sitting like this, I'm uh, generally pretty uncomfortable. And I thought I felt I tired today. <laughs> uh, well, it's uh, it's a little bit of both, I think. Yeah. It's, uh, well, I hope everything gets taken care of. I hope that you know your doctor is able to help you in the way that. I hope for the first time a doctor is going to look at me and go, "Oh, I know what's wrong with you." Yeah. And give and then uh, open up a drawer just gingerly slide a drawer open and there's like a single pill and a little plastic bag <laughs> well you know? i wouldn't i wouldn't Don't, get i wouldn't get that hopeful but yeah <laughs> I th well i mean I, with what i'm paying for this health insurance let me <laughs> well <tell> you. sure <laughs> uh, i uh i definitely uh i hope with what i'm paying lordy yeah oh she's just gonna look at me with a magnifying glass and go oh <laughs> I know what's wrong with you. And slide it open. <laughs> One little pill in a bag. Take this. And I was like, "Oh." Uh, and she's like, "And drink a full, a full glass of Coca-Cola Zero." Uh, and I'll be like, "Ooh, uh, this is exciting!" And eat three chocolate chip cookies. I'm like, "Wow." <laughs> you know. And by the time you uh, get down to your Uber, you'll be right as rain. And then, you know, that's gonna be. It's gonna be very good. Oh my god, that's what I want. Hopefully she doesn't offer me a choice of two pills. Because that would be... Uh, yeah. That would be too much. Like, which one of these will fix you? And the other will cause you great despair. <laughs> and I'll be like, what? Is this legal? Is the, is, is, does the Hippocratic Oath not prevent you from presenting medicine as a choice? Well, I I, so I, you're going on Tuesday, so I mean, yeah. Hopefully that'll be, hopefully it'll be a, a major breakthrough. Oh, oh, yeah. So hopefully by then, I'm gonna spend all day tomorrow, uh, probably sitting like this, and just kind of hoping I don't uh, pass out. Yeah, and sleeping. I mean, you probably sleep so little during the night that you just feel like you're sleeping all the time. You know, you, yeah, you it's, grab it's, some sleep as much as you can, I guess. 
It's bad. I, I slept on the sofa off and on all day today. I watched that WandaVision show. I watched all of it. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's, it. it's, it's all right. Um, I guess I'm... I, I'm trying to wonder how what I enjoy about it that is not related to the fact <laughs> that I've seen every single one of those movies twice. So yeah, but I mean, so you're a you're, you're a, fan, on a fan of them, fan of the movies. Um, I, I, I watch them, um, and uh, I love going to see them. And yeah. it's they're they're a perfect excuse to have a bunch of popcorn. I love the fact that there's this ongoing series of movies mm -hmm. that is interconnected in that way. Yeah. Uh, I feel I mean, like I, if I were if I were much younger, I feel like it would be my number one hobby. I'd have notebooks full of stuff. Exactly. I'd be like My Hero Academia, filling up notebooks <laughs> with matchup stuff. Like I mean, uh, I, I'd be, go be going wild on them. I I talk about it with my brother. I say, you know, we used to like dream about this kind of stuff when we were kids. Yeah. You know, we made these movies, you know, of like because you know we were Marvel kids growing up. You know, like even when he was like not super popular, Iron Man was like the comic that I. I bought when I was a kid, and yeah. uh, you know, we said, you know, could you even imagine, you know, this happening? You know, like they have these movies and they all con they all connect. We were no we idea. were so hungry for that stuff. We were reading all those comic books down at the shopette on the military bases we lived on. Mm -hmm. and we were reading every comic. We were reading West Coast Avengers, whatnot. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. You know, so we we were so hungry for that nonsense. We were leafing through West Coast Avengers, <laughs> getting yelled at by the you know the the, the old guy. Don't at the read store. the whole thing in here. You know, you don't just come in here and read my West Coast Avengers all dog earing it up. Dog <laughs> I up my West. Dog earing up my West Coast Avengers. I've uh, forgotten about West Coast Avengers. Yeah, it was like the it was the Avengers. I'm 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 gonna go ahead and say. To an 11-year-old living in Fort Meade, Maryland, it was the Avengers that sucked. <laughs> it was the Avengers that, I, I don't get this. What is going on here? Who's this This U.S. agent? Who is this guy? Uh, he's like he's like Kmart, Captain America. Um, it was uh, it was the Avengers that sucked. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, as we were reading all those comics, it was the sort of thing, like, Dark Man comes out in theaters, and we're just, like, obsessed with Dark Man. That's, like, that's all that we could get. Was a movie about a made-up superhero? <laughs> Dark Man owns, though, dude. The, yeah. The it's... only thing that gets me a dark, about Dark Man is it's like so obvious that it was written for Bruce Campbell, and it's so weird to see Liam Neeson basically be Academy what? Award winning. He played Rob Roy. He played uh, <laughs> Oscar Schindler. Yeah, but after Dark Man, and, and then there he is in Dark Man. You just see him in Dark Man. <laughs> Catch him in Dark Man as well while you're uh, while you're taking the tour. <laughs> then they you know? made like two direct -to video sequels to it. Oh, oh gosh, yeah, I've I seen both of those. That. Die, Dark Man, Die. <laughs> yeah. The Death of Dark Man. Yeah. And, and, and like... Dark Man Dies is, I think, it's, that's unreleased <laughs> Dark Man 4. The Death of Dark Man 2, The Death of Dark Man, Dark Man 3, Die, Dark Man, Die. Man, Dark Man was good. I don't, I don't know what the sequels were actually called. Oh, uh, Dark Man Two: The Return of Durant. Yeah. Yeah. And then, oh, Dark Man Three is Die, Dark Man, Die. <laughs> the Dark Man. The. And Sam Raimi didn't do the the second and third one. I I assume. No, I think he was allergic by then. <laughs> uh, he he was definitely not involved with the first and with the second, and uh, and third one. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I, I'm gonna have to go. Okay. I'm starting to. I'm starting to feel too tired. Oh. All right. Uh, oh, this pericarditis. 
This peri- Everybody look right. up pericarditis. I'm leaning forward so that it feels better. Well, that actually does feel much better. But thanks for thanks for hanging out. Right. That's great having you. If anybody on. watching luck these next uh, has any pericarditis medication that they can get up to uh, Upper West Side, New York, Manhattan, <laughs> just let me know. Uh, I'll I'll let um, you know if there is. Just buzz me. Yeah, up. just just buzz me up. Um, <laughs> with this insurance, how much how much longer do we got on the insurance? Two hours and five minutes, and the Almost insurance there. takes effect. I can go to the emergency room. Actually, the lady at City MD told me to, that I should come back on Monday uh, when I went there the other day. Like, uh, if you want to see the other doctor. So are you? Are and you I, going? To? And I was like, I was like, she was like, you should go to the emergency. She's like, if I were you, I'd just go to the emergency, get the prescription. And I was like, oh. Um, and she's like, they have better imaging there. And I was like, oh yeah. I was like, I don't have insurance. And then she goes, oh. Well, then you can make an appointment for Monday. And I go, oh, Monday I'll have insurance. And she goes, oh, so I would just go to the emergency room on Monday. And I was like, or I can go at midnight on Sunday. And she goes, no, insurance doesn't take effect until 9 a.m. on your first day of coverage. And I was like, what a horrible They're stealing that nine for, hours from what, you. What a horrible thing for a person to know off the top of their head. What a sad thing to know off the top of your head, right? Yeah. Just, well, you, you can't you can't just walk in at midnight. You gotta you gotta wait until nine a.m. Because <laughs> the health insurance company has to activate it on their end. Uh, is the is the explanation? So <laughs> they're gonna strut in there with their latte or whatever. Yeah. Sit down at the computer and just go through and manually click, uh, manually click the happy birthday boys button <laughs> on everybody's everybody's profile. And they're gonna send me a little happy birthday message. Happy birthday. I've got insurance. Man, this game sure does own, though, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, I it's mean... It's just joyful. I feel like, looking at it, it this it's it's a pretty big jump visually from the, the second game. It is, yeah. The, the characters are a lot bigger. The, the animation and, uh, is just, like, a lot more involved. Yes. Yeah. So, b- before I go, do you guys want to know something real about this game? Yes. Yeah. One of the uh, senior artists uh, later went on to work on <laughs> Breath of the Wild. You know, I think I, I think I heard that once before. You can kind of, you can kind of see it. <laughs> yeah, right? you, you can. can. Yeah, you can. I, I, I hope, <laughs> uh, I hope to hear that drop in a future video. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I should probably do a review of this game at some point. Maybe we'll see. Now, these reviews take so long to make. Yeah, it's just the... another thing you got to add to your list because everything takes so long that. You probably feel like there's a lot of stuff that you could do, but then you start to realize that it's just not possible. Yeah, it's just not possible. So, perhaps that is a theme of my cyberpunk video. Perhaps. Well, perhaps that is a theme of the video. Uh, we'll find out soon. Um, I guess I'm going to let you all go. Thanks for watching right. the stream, everyone, and thanks for inviting me on here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thanks for coming. Oh, yeah. I had a good time. I'll always enjoy hanging out. <laughs> Yeah, I'm getting like loopy. I'm I'm a uh, I'm too tired now. Well, I'm gonna go. <laughs> right. Good, go goodbye. Good go, night. Uh, right. Go go to enjoy yourself for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, well, gonna, uh, my insurance party is coming soon. Oh yeah. Uh, good night and goodbye. Take care. Later. All right. If you want to switch to the two, yep. I'll go back and I'll read oh. through some of these. A lot of these. Uh, these donations. I I really apologize. It's gonna be so. So far back here, you're gonna switch to yeah the two person. I did, but it had uh, it had uh, the NDI source uh, 
<laughs> from, like an old uh, whatever it remembered from the last time. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think that uh, BF0189, who donated uh, $2 to Super Chat over an hour ago, I apologize, talking about looking through uh, uh, Moby Games. You know, saying I do the same thing on Discogs with music. So probably look through different kinds of uh, like different records, like different producers, maybe who worked on other mm. other albums, maybe just musicians. Uh, and uh, there is a Claus the Bat, Claus the Badger, who had four ninety nine through Super Chat. Thank you. Said uh. I just bought a Japanese imported flip phone. I'll let you know if it's like my Switch. I'm really sorry that it's been like, I did not, I'm usually pretty on top of it. Uh, but sometimes, you know, the the conversation just starts going. You got, it got away from me tonight. Well, that was to be uh, expected tonight. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm like not in the screen at all. Like you're sending oh. me, it's like a weird layout. Uh... Hold on. Well, first of all, I need to, to crop the black out of the edge there. Um, all right. Actually, why don't you call me back on the just our regular chat? Okay. Sure thing. Good now. Yeah. Oh. Um. That chat's going crazy as they scroll into the bottom. No idea. Like moving as fast as a uh, the Nintendo Direct. <laughs> um. Okay. So. Uh. Uh, there was five dollars from Red Ranger who said, uh, "I just beat Breath of the Wild today. I really enjoyed it. God, I almost had a hundred hours in that game." I I I feel like embarrassed that I only have like seventy five or something like that. Like, I definitely. And you know, there's that whole like town building aspect that I didn't even touch, that I didn't even know oh. about until like like after I'd finished the game. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, there was a uh, $2 from Mark Cerny, more like Narc Sony, <laughs> who said, I feel betrayed that the, uh, the Yuffie is PS5 only. Uh, so I think that's kind of a weird decision. It is like, I, I, I actually didn't watch the event. I was just reading about it afterwards. So like, it, it definitely surprised me when I heard that, oh, I mean, I guess they're wanting to incentivize, but like, it's so stupid too that the PS5 version is seventy dollars. Like, and it, it comes with a a download code for the Eufy DLC. Even so, even the physical PS5 version is gonna. It's gonna be a download code, yeah. Okay, well, in that case, like, there's, I'm not gonna. There's buy like, it. I mean, I'll, I mean, I'll probably. I mean, I, I, if it was on disc, I would like probably buy it. Yeah, but, but I mean, case, like, wait a few years and pay like. Fifteen dollars for it. Like right. Square Enix actually does really good uh, uh, 
uh, like, well, not just like holiday or Black Friday sales. Like they, they do several throughout the year, but they do tend to have like good, like Black Friday, Cyber Monday sales. And um, uh, is there a monkey down there? Um, so like, I just, I, 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 I figure eventually, uh, you know, it'll, it'll be really cheap. I've gotten a lot of cheap physical games cause uh, on the Square Enix store. Cause they just like some of the, like they're still selling like PS one games on the Square Enix online shop. PS, PS one, PS two, PS three, Xbox 360. I mean, they, they've got all kinds of stuff there still. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, I, I I'm excited to replay. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I, do we know how much the DLC is going to be? I don't know. I well, I think what I think is interesting is like that one character that's with Yuffie is like probably setting up how uh, Sid is going to play. I'm guessing. Oh, uh, does he have a lance? I didn't. I didn't even look that yeah. closely. Or like what is it like a like a partisan? Mm -hmm. Is that what it would? I don't, I don't know how you say it. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, yeah, I mean, I, I gotta be honest. Like listening to Tim talk about hard mode, like actually, kind of makes me. It feel, makes you want to do it. It makes me yeah, feel I more mean, excited for it because it's like oh, like it sounds like it sounds intimidating at first, but like once you learn to play it and use like the skills correctly, it kind of sounds like it's really awesome. Yeah, uh, Robert Carlson is saying that I'm hoping the UP PS5 is is P PS5 exclusive because they're taking advantage of the SSD or some the some other aspect of the hardware. I mean, honestly, I I, I mean, yeah, I mean, if they're going, I mean, in in terms of justifying it, but like, I kind of doubt it. Like, it would be weird for it to feel tangibly different. Like, I saw right. like a, a back and forth comparison, like of like you know, Cloud immediately getting off the train and PS4 and PS5 versions, there's like a lot more lighting effects going on on the, uh, yeah. On the PS5 version. So, I mean, it's, I, I'm really curious what, what's going, what's going to look. Like. I mean, the, the first thing everyone wants to know that does the door have a texture? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And like, are the, like the, the glasses and like toiletry trinkets that are seen by the sink have a few more polygons. So the DLC is going to be twenty dollars. Say what? The uh, Yuffie DLC is going to be twenty dollars. Do you, you, you say it Yuffie? Because I've always said it Yuffie, but I've heard people say Yuffie. I, right? I I've always said Yuffie. I originally said Yuffie, but then I started hearing Yuffie, and I mean it. It is officially Yuffie. So okay. Uh. So there was uh, two dollars in the super chat saying the, uh, the the March Game Club voting is up until Tuesday night. The Discord, uh, uh, my gaming Discord Game Club, uh, which is available for for uh, Patreon and uh, YouTube supporters, and it looks like the uh, the games for March are Blastcore. For the N64. Oh. Uh, Mystical Ninja starring Goemon. Oh. Uh, Duck Dodger starring Daffy Duck. Wow, it's like all N64. Oh, man. Uh, Rocket, Robot on Wheels. 
and mischief makers. I, I I need to actually. Rocket is on my on my backlog, but man, I I I I, I could go for playing through Goemon on N64 anytime. I never played through uh, through mischief makers. I should I should probably stream that one week. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's a tough game to learn. I mean it's. It, the controls are unique. Like you have to, you have to really be ready to kind of open your mind to uh, to some uh, non-traditional controls for sure. Yeah, it looks like the theme is uh, N64 games, but without top tier, without the top tier popularity. Well, well I mean, right. you know, the the third party games. Although I guess yeah. Blast Core. I mean that, that you know I, something that I I've. You know, an, an idea I've had for a, a, a post-analog Frontiers world <laughs> is like, <laughs> just do a video that's like 20 or 30, like, good, like, don't get into them in great detail, but just like 20 or 30 good uh, third-party N64 games, just, you know? Mm -hmm. Do my part yeah. in dispelling the myth that there are none. Well, it'd be a learning experience for me, for sure. <laughs> um, like, I, I know that, you know, list video might be a little bit of low-hanging fruit, but, you know, what's, what's wrong with it every now and then, right? Yeah, totally. Um, but Mischief Maker seems like it'd be fun. If it ends up winning, maybe I'll play that. Uh, but maybe I'll do that on a stream. I was thinking about after, uh, after, was it Thursday? Was it Thursday that we played, we streamed? Uh, uh yeah, it was Thursday. Ghosts and Goblins? Thursday, Resurrection. Yeah. I was like, you know, maybe I should play Super Eagles and Ghosts on stream. Mm, you've never it's beaten probably it, probably right? time. I've never finished it, now. How far into it have you played? Gosh, I think that I may have only played it to the second or third level. Uh, so not very far. And, you know, like, I think that playing it, uh, playing, like, the new version, it's like, you know, like, I, I feel that I'm probably better at games now than I was last time I tried it. Mm -hmm. So, it, that's it's a, this weird position I found myself in, where I used to think that I was, I was, used to be way better at games than I, than I am today. But now, now I'm starting to think that like I'm better at games now than I have been at any other point in my life. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know exactly I mean, how that happened. Yeah, I mean, but. you think that like as a kid, you're like more open to like learning, uh, you know, some some maybe some of the weird mechanics, you know, like an RPG that you know you gotta really learn how to do this or that well. Yeah. But like, yeah, it, it somehow does equal out that you know you probably are better now than back then yeah it's just, it's I really, just I, certain games that are really time consuming like there are games that i know i was better at as a kid than i am now like you know referencing uh blast core like I, I i was really really good at blast core back at the day back in the day hmm. um but uh you know, revisiting it now, like there's only like maybe two vehicles that I play very well <laughs> in that game. Like it, it takes, you know, it takes some, takes some effort for sure to sort of learn the eccentricities of, of each vehicle. 
Right. Um, I just want to say really quick, I see uh, uh, William William in the chat really like is saying hello to us over and over again. So I just wanted to say hello back. To who? William William. Ah. In the chat. Just saying hello. 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 Uh, okay, so uh, uh, there's two dollars from from uh, Jonathan G saying uh, there's nothing better than PS1 on a PVM, and that's 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 true, I guess. I th I think the the thing that I'm I I was messaging with you about earlier is that there is was a new PS1 digital update. Oh right, and yeah, a, uh, and a new um, X station update that. It will if it if it reads the disc ID, you can have like custom settings, which for, is awesome. uh, per game basis. So that that's like for the games that you know might have a problem with uh, certain HDMI modes, you can have it avoid that if you if you uh, set it to you know have alternate settings. How uh, I, I I don't really know anything about updating the. The PS One uh, digital, like, did, does the X is it an update for the PS One digital or there's, the X station or both? Updates for both. How, for both, how, can you update them like together? No, you you do the X station one by putting the files on your SD card. Okay. Uh, PS One digital is wireless, right? Yeah, I think I, I, I think uh, I think Dan put my wireless credentials on it. Right, I, I'm surprised because there's been. Since you've gotten yours, there's been. I just never. I, feel, I, just, I, feel I like just never thought to check three you. more updates. Well, I, I, you're, you're a lot more on the ball with it than I am with update stuff than I am for sure. Well, I spent a lot of time yesterday just kind of updating some stuff, and I. Uh, yeah, I had to laugh. Who, who were we talking to yesterday when? I was talking to. To Sean Quinn about updating. Stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're, you're just like, like I was just, I just thought it was so funny. You're like, oh well, I'm actually like just spending today like updating stuff, and I'm like, oh, of course you are. <laughs> Spend the whole day doing it. It's like a couple, like a, like a couple hours. Well, like I, downloaded I, all I mean, the new... I don't remember how you put it, but I mean, it just, it was funny to me because like we're so polar opposite on updating stuff. It's just, yeah. I'm well, always I, like, it's... oh, it's such a big deal, and you're just like, you're just like, man, that, that's. That's a good Saturday. <laughs> well, I mean, like I, I downloaded the updates for uh, like there is um, updates for the Mega SG, uh, Super NT, and the Mini Noir, like all in the same day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They all had new updates, were, were, so I downloaded there, all those. Was there anything notable about them? Uh, well, apparently the uh, the the Mega SG makes it so that uh, Paprium will work. I still need to try my my dead copy of that. Which I gotta say, really quick, like, I don't know what's going on with watermelon, but like they're just like, you know, like they would need they they need to get like their money from PayPal, like they like PayPal froze their funds or something like that. Uh, but I, I just want like some sort of response to my my uh, whatever, like my um, service inquiry that I sent through the through their system you know it's like cause i just need to find out what i need to do to like get eventually get I mean, my I, I, cartridge I've, replaced I've, just I've, like some sort of like acknowledgement that they have gotten it i guess and i like i understand like they don't have any have any money like all their money is frozen but i mean 
I, I think that probably myself and probably a lot of other people sent uh, inquiries about stuff like that. Like, I mean, I sent mine, it was like second week of January. But I mean, hopefully, hopefully they get that worked out and then they can handle all their, uh, their service stuff. I, I love I mean, her I just, animations like, I, I just, when like, she's I, shooting, like... <laughs> Look how she like runs when she's like walking backwards while shooting. Falls <laughs> so here's the deal with the watermelon. They're bad. But I mean I just I, I just need some sort of you know, like if if, if I'm gonna get be able to get it replaced or what eventually. Like it didn't have to replace it now, just say like you know, say like we got your 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 message. I mean they should do this for everybody who sent them. Uh, like repair requests. Um, uh, there was two dollars from uh, Potbelly Punch who says, "Who said Zoku Go Gusen Oyo is a fun unknown unknown PS1 puzzle game?" Mm. I have to look that one up. You know, I, 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 should, I shouldn't say this because I've, I've had a, a copy sitting in my eBay cart for like three weeks and I, I didn't see any other copies on eBay, but there's a, there's a neat, um, weird puzzle game that actually we came across a few weird puzzle games when me and Drum and Lynn were going through, uh, uh, a bunch of super Famicom games. There's one, I, I, I don't even remember how to describe how it played, but I just remember we had a lot of fun with it. It's called, uh, Dharma Dojo on super famicom and like you had you're like these like monks with hammers or something and you i don't remember how it worked i just remember it was fun and i don't know why i said that because it's been seen in my ebay cart for three weeks and i think it's the only one on ebay <laughs> i don't know if i'm gonna buy it or not but you know <laughs> yeah robert robert carlson says uh, the email i got from watermelon recently read like the writer had a stroke and I mean, very much like the included piece of paper, it comes off like that as well. But I mean, I think it's just because maybe his maybe his English isn't isn't good. But still, like I just I just need some. I just wish we could get some sort of response. Like I understand that like they have this other stuff that like they can't respond to like their uh, repair requests, but they can start a uh, what is it change.org petition. <laughs> man you know I, I i gotta say it's i i i kind of forgot how 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 darn decent ps2 games could look on the on the frame meister it's been a while yeah they look they always look pretty crisp uh so is it am i seeing things when i see that this game has some screen tearing in it oh yeah it, it definitely does like i i have heard that it has performance issues <laughs> uh michael's workshop i did not get the limited edition version i'm very happy that i didn't i just got the standard edition it just comes in a regular case if i had gotten a limited edition like i'd be so annoyed with that stupid cardboard box i mean there's a reason why i just like never buy limited editions anymore because i just i a i don't have enough room and two like they always come in like stupid uh they have like stupid boxes. I mean, I guess I did. I got the 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 Ease Nine limited edition because I knew it was going to come with a regular sized case inside of it. 
Um, <laughs> what is it, Sandy? <laughs> uh, we got two dollars from uh, from Chris Ratz, who says, "Hello, guys. How's your week been?" Um, uh, pretty good. I, okay. I I, I felt uh, even though I only I, I didn't have as many days available to edit analog frontiers part three as i wanted but i still felt good about the progress i made you're, you're closing in on the end i mean you shot a photo I, of, the, I, of the thumbnail I made, today. I made the thumbnail today so yeah. you, you know i'm getting close I, I i i don't think i'm gonna finish next week but i think by the end of this coming week i'll be very close yeah so you can probably expect it like the release like the week after next probably probably Probably. Yeah. I mean, you know, the the last phases of it are, are definitely going to take longer than, you know, they probably should. Because, you know, I, you know, I want to spend a little extra time on audio balancing and, and stuff yeah. like that. But it's it's getting pretty close. Yeah. And I'm working on this, uh, this Mr. Video. What's wrong? Sandy? And it's 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 kind of nice because I've actually shot like a whole bunch of like like a ton of B-roll already of it. So at least when I'm like editing it, like I don't need to go and shoot a lot because uh, same needs to go pee. I think so. Hang on. Okay, that's fine. Um, I was originally going to do a video on the uh, Ghosts and Goblins uh, resurrection. I was just going to do a fun video, but then I saw the Digital Foundry video and I said, ah. Uh, I don't know if I really need to do this because everything that I was going to talk about was already in there anyways. Uh, so I just felt like, you know, I'm just going to focus on like doing like evergreen stuff. I was, I was thinking about doing, I've been creating a list of stuff of like, <laughs> like doing a, a Genesis black box video where it's just like quickly looking at every uh, black box, uh, black grid box Genesis game. I could just, you know, just blow through it pretty quickly, but maybe not. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, but I mean, I feel that the Mr. Video is is a priority, and that'll be out after uh, Analog Frontiers Part Three because I guess we don't want it, we wouldn't want it to release before anyways because there's a lot of Mr. Stuff in Analog Frontiers Three, and this would be a good follow up because maybe maybe Analog Frontiers Three will get people interested in the Mr. and then. Uh, yeah, there's Say a, what? like, like, make. Like, I'm saying that the the Mister video will be like the video that follows Analog Frontiers three, and it's right. it's good because Analog Frontiers three might be uh, like might Whoa. get people interested in the Mister, and then the Mister, then that uh, uh, video will be nicely timed for people into yeah. that. I mean, I have this whole bit in the in my Mister script though. And it's like, I think it's, it's very important. Uh, like I'm going to put myself like on camera and saying this directly to it, where I say like, you know, the Mr. Project is an open source DIY. It's, it's, you know, Mr. is an open source DIY project. Um, there's like so many, uh, moving parts within the whole scene that there's no way I can, A, I can't cover any, everything and B, the amount of things that will change like that could possibly change like immediately after I release the video. Yeah. Like, it's there's like so many different things that could just like be out of date like within within like minutes. You know, I, I ran I ran my uh, update script on it uh, yesterday, and I, for some reason I was under the impression that like uh, 
Neo Geo Pocketer or Atari Lynx or something was supposed to be releasing? But... Uh, it, it, Atari Lynx will release, is releasing in April. Oh, okay. Hi. Hello. <laughs> what is it? Are, are, um, are you antsy for some playtime? I'm sorry, Sandy. It's my it's my playtime right now. Uh, there's there's five dollars from EB Chill too, who says who said uh, getting Bionic Commando vibes <laughs> what are you playing. Doing? Uh, what are you doing? You're, you're getting right in my face. Do you do you want to sit on my lap? Is that what you want? You want to sit over here? Here, come in. You can you can sit over here. Okay. Um, there you there's five dollars from there's five dollars from EB Chill too. He says uh, getting Bionic Commando vibes from playing Chain Dive tonight. Definitely recommend to Corey if you haven't played it already. I'm not familiar. What is Chain Dive? Wait, it sounds really cool. Wait, what about Bionic Commando Rearmed? Some some game called uh, Chain Dive. It's it's like Bionic Commando Rearmed. Oh, okay. I think this is, game stack has like covered this in a. It's a it's a. Uh, it's, it's a Japanese-only PS2 game. Chain Dive. Put that on my, my SSD. Um, There's also $2 from uh, from from Blake Romo. He said, uh, Toy Story 2 on the N64 is a hidden gem. Oh, yeah? Who made it? Yep. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess Toy Story 2 even... Or Toy Story on the Genesis is a hidden gem, too. A hidden, a hidden gym. <laughs> you know, a long time ago, we almost did a video. It was a play on hidden gems, but it, it was called Hidden Gems, it, where it was like characters named Jim. They were like in the in the periphery of, of like in within games, yeah. like maybe like like uh, um, NPCs and stuff like that. I I I I I, I even record a B-roll shot or. Or a, a G-roll shot or two of uh, of, of a gem in, in Xenoblade Chronicles X, which I was I was I was playing around the time we were considering that. It was going to be an April Fool's video. Yes. Hidden hidden gems. Yeah. I, I doubt we'll ever make it. So if someone wants to steal that, feel free. Yeah, hidden <laughs> gems. Yeah, Jim Powers, the hidden gem. Um, I should let me look at let me see if I can find the script for it. <laughs> I can see what we had on here. Um, isn't like, isn't like the, the secretary of defense and metal gear solid, a gym, I think <laughs> like one of those characters you talk to. Yeah. At the very end. I don't know if I still have, I mean, I have to still have the script for it. I'm not seeing it here. I don't know. I'm not seeing it. Hidden gems. Uh, let's see here. Um, I'll be caught up after this. It says uh, we had we had five five pounds, I think, from uh, from Jamie Maxwell. I always get the euro and the pound sign mixed mixed up. Well, the euro looks like an e, and the pound sign does not look like an e. It looks kind of like an e, like a capital e with a curved top on it. 
it looks less like an E. Oh, oh well. Uh, but Jamie Maxwell said, uh, sent, sent you, sent you a lovely to an email. Love the stream. Nice to see Ape Escape represented. Hope you're both well and safe. Keep up the amazing work. Thank you. I'll, I will check the, uh, the email after, after the, the, uh, the stream tonight. Uh, but in terms of the, uh, the Mr. Video, like I have a pretty big outline. I showed it to to uh, some people and a lot of people had some suggestions, but there's, there's there's absolutely no way that I can cover everything in it. So what it's, it's going to be very much like a primer uh, for people looking to get into it. Like I'm going to go through like building a mister and like setting up the SD card and just like different things to like useful aspects of it. And then I'm like, I will get into like the AV settings, obviously, like, like, like unifying video options, you know, like, you know, things that you have control over and things to look out for. But you still need like, to like, you still need to choose your like interpolation for every core, I think, right? Well, recently, yeah, yeah. But this, these are all like a lot of that stuff is all very similar menu options. Right. I mean, the thing, the number of things that you actually need to tweak on a per core basis is like not that intimidating. It's right. Not that much. Well, but, but recently they just, uh, a lot of cores were just updated with uh, integer scales like even though it doesn't say like i'm not sure if like the way that it's implemented is like exactly like worded is the way that i would prefer but it, there's like a uh you know there's vertical uh integer scale options there's vertical and horizontal integer scale options but the way they're is, they're um like they're worded is like narrow and wide where they're like you know, like probably like a three X or a four X. So like uh, horizontal. So like narrow looks like too skinny, I guess. And uh, wide might be a little bit wider, but it's, it's I think it's much more preferable. Um, I mean, eventually it'll be worked out in a way that is uh, that like reads a lot easier i think it would be cool if you could if there's an option to be like if there's like a like separate uh listings for like horizontal and vertical and you could just like say like 1x 2x 3x you know you can just do it like very similar to uh um like the analog stuff where you can just like choose like like 4x vertical and uh 4x horizontal you know like if it's just is 5x uh, 5x is, is a possibility as well. But is it officially supported now? Because I know it was just like yeah. a beta thing. So it's in it the... is, but I think you have to go. I think there's certain things you got to change in your uh, .ini file. To, oh. Like I haven't really messed around with it because uh, I will on, when, I, when I talk about on every core now. Or I think so. I think or, it's, it's system wide. Most, most main ones. I think it's system wide. Like the 5x stuff is just like right now the. Like the default is like a 4x vertical. Uh, but yeah, I see. Uh, like, like how to how to blue teeth this thing. I definitely find the scan line and gamma levels a little daunting. I never sure what's an optimal setting. I mean, it really just comes down to what you think 
he licks yeah, the bath. I mean, to be honest, I, I use Scanline so little for my own personal use. Like, I'm, I wouldn't even really feel comfortable, like, recommending, like, a specific setting for them. Especially because, like you say, it is, it is personal preference anyway. Right. Um, I guess the, the PlayStation core is like, is getting, getting kind of close. Really? Yeah. I mean, that's what people are saying. I think that, that, uh, I'm not sure if it was on the mister. It might've been on something else, like an, an equivalent FPGA, uh, where they had like, after everything, like, uh, Ridge Racer is, is booting on it. Oh, Wow. Like they, they were, it was on like a dev board or something that could be well. I mean, like it's an equivalent board, I guess. I mean, it's not the same as the uh, the DE10 Nano, but maybe maybe it was. I mean, I it didn't look from the from the photo that I saw. It did not look like it was. I'm sure that there's somebody who can elaborate more on it. Um. But it's, uh, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty exciting, I think. And That's the scariest thing about that is that, you know, that this thing about the entire library of, of games that you need to add. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You, you, can you, after can that. you use multiple USB devices? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So you can get like another 512 or whatever. Yeah. And just add to it. Uh, how, how, so, uh, I mean, you, you could, I mean, for PS1, do you think the speed of just like a, like an actual mechanical drive would be enough? Because that might be the way to go for like PlayStation. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, what I would do for something like that, yeah. I mean, you can use a mechanical drive or you can use like anything connected through, uh, USB is fine. I just I just like those little uh, Sandisk ones because they're so small. Yeah, but I I feel I actually like... like got a new uh, uh, Wi-Fi adapter that just is like doesn't stick out very much. It's about the same size as as the uh, as the the uh, flash drive. So I just I I want to take my make my aluminum one just like really slim, like not have like a lot of things like sticking out far from it. You know, and then I'll. Take those other parts. I put it like I, I got a got a second mister. I built a second mister, uh, so that I could have something I didn't have to take apart. I didn't want to take apart my main one like a whole bunch for this video, so I felt like it just made more sense to get a second one because I can always come up with a use for it anyways. Sure. And uh, uh, I'm just using all those extra parts on on, on that. I, I actually like minimally deconstructed mine for the thumbnail photo that I just. Showed. Oh right. Just but you, you, I, have I, that, you have that PCB case, right? Yeah, yeah, or it's a like a clear, um, a clear acrylic or whatever. Like it's a, it's like a green, it's it's like a clear green. Right. But I still, I still thought it looked more interesting for the photograph oh. with the top off like yeah I, I thought it was for just, sure I thought it, it was it's just more recognizable it was more recognizable like i thought was the thing because I, yeah. I took a bunch with it on and then i was like I, I i don't know if like 
some people some people might not know what it is or it might not look like anything like it looks awesome like there's you know there's there's a lot of things that just look great in person and a lot of things that you know a lot of things look great in person but are difficult to photograph and then a lot of things that yeah. like like i think you know that clear mr case looks awesome and in person but right like photographing it is a little difficult and the, like the opposite is true like you know I, I i've made no secret that i like much prefer like the plastic uh super nt and mega sg stylings over the the metal uh nt mini which you know the nt mini is fine in how it looks but like it's it's just not my preference right but uh yeah. but like in like Photographing though, like actually shooting video of the NT Mini systems is really fun. I think, like it, it looks like to me, it's just a thing that looks better in photos than it does in person. Whereas the opposite is true of other things. Uh, I see there's a uh, five-pound donation from InGen UK who oh, says, "I'd love to use." Uh, I'd love to have the option to use an external CD drive with the Mister to play uh, PC Engine CD games in my mental. And I think that, like, I think it'd be really cool if that was possible. I mean, just like you can, you, you know, all of the uh, the PC emulation that I recorded for um, uh, Analog Frontiers Part Three uh, of ps1 stuff was all just putting my own discs in the system i didn't i didn't load any isos for ps1 just because honestly i i decided that was quicker and easier than getting those on on the computer <laughs> like i just put them in it worked no fuss it would be really cool if somebody made it so that you could use like uh like a retrode to like interface with a cartridge I wonder if it could, Somehow. I don't think it, I don't know if it would be possible to do it in real time though. Right. I mean, I don't know. I like maybe someone could. I mean, it depending out, on I how just, it's like, really even. Yeah. Uh, I see that. See, uh, uh, Brian Reno, Reno, Brian Reno is in the chat is saying PS1 core is being developed on a diligent RDA7 FPGA board. Um, and, uh, Scott Snyder is wondering what cables I use with my mister. Um, I'm just using HDMI and I like for my uh, my IO board. I just like have a um, like a like a VGA style to component. And uh, I guess I have like a Bluetooth uh, receiver, a Wi-Fi receiver, a single flash drive. And uh, I, I'm using a like a Logitech computer keyboard uh, that I use. You know, it has like the little trackpad for uh, use for a mouse. And the reason I wanted to use that is because you can use that with. Uh, and this is something you don't have. I just copied a. Mo I uh, um, you need to probably put on your Mister is a Scum Scum VM. Oh yeah. So so do but I, I. I'm pretty sure you can't have Scum VM like on your, on your flash drive. It has to be on the internal card. Oh okay. Because it's it's not even like a, a, a supported system. It's a script you got to run. Oh okay. 
Um. So is so that's the thing. The uh, is doing is that are they doing like a? Uh, I'm scrolling up to see another Chris Fratz's message about it. Maybe he said something. Speaking of, uh, of, they... of Chris Fratz, I I saw a uh, I forget what the actual post was about, but I saw I saw something on I think it was something he wrote on Retro RGB. Um. Uh, about um, it, the Sonic Deep compilation was was mentioned, which like kind of like sparked in my mind, like you know, I I should probably add like one quick sentence in Analog Frontiers Part Three to uh, like acknowledge like decompilation projects, because like that's. Something that's come about in the past year or so that has not really been something I've considered before. Like, uh, you know, a, a route of preservation that allows for like native ports rather than emulation. I mean, it's not it's not very uh, wide field yet of options, but. Uh, you know that it it is a, a new route that people are taking for you know some very specific games. So I thought I should should write in a quick a quick mention. I mean, you know, something that I think is important for, uh, or maybe not important to remember necessarily, because really, I would like people to not realize this when watching it. But you know, the vast majority of Analog Frontiers interviews were shot before Mr. really had taken off. Right. Like, before most people were even aware of it. We weren't aware of it. We knew of I mean, Mr. isn't the focus, though. I mean, that's, that's the good thing is, like, in the, the format that it's in, it's not about no. any specific thing. It's about, like, everything is kind of going on. All, all the things that, the, that these, all these things are contributing to this larger goal. Right, essentially. Right. But, you know, after a certain point, it became apparent that, like, you know, it'd be kind of weird without, uh, without, you know, a bit, bit, bit of a good bit of focus on it. And, you know, so, like, I interviewed Jeremy Parrish after Mr. was starting to become a thing. So I, you know, he talks about Mr. a little bit. And then, like, when we interviewed Smoke Monster, like, that was really kind of meant to be for a different thing. Uh, but then I was like, well, you know, he talks about Mr. a lot. So like, it's, you know, so it, it, in the end, it, you know, it, it all really worked out. Uh, yeah. but you know, uh, it's it just, it, it's, it's interesting to think how, like, you know, I, I keep saying that, you know, as embarrassed as I am about how long the whole series has taken, it's actually good because then there's like things that might have been overlooked that, you know, luckily aren't going to be. Right. Uh, and also, like, things that may have been, like, hot news at the time that I might have been tempted to focus on too much. But then, like, you know, I, I, I kind of kind of been able to step back and see, like, okay, what, what sound bites, like, have stood the test of time? Because, like you say, it's not about specific methods so much as it is about like 
the general idea of a lot of this stuff, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see it too. I've only seen little bits of it here and there, so I'm pretty, pretty excited. Yeah, I, I showed you the the, the Shinobi Three audio comparison just because I wanted yeah. your opinion on it. Now that, yeah, I, you know, Shinobi Three sounds sounds real bad on just too. I think like the <laughs> the uh, like sort of the wind instrument sounds. I don't know exactly what what they're supposed to be, but they, they they just sound really especially noisy on the Genesis 2. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's... It's, it's getting close. It's, and it's, hopefully it's this, this one is going to end up being like the uh, like the hardest one. I, that That is uh, that's my hope, for sure. Yeah, I, I have I mean, a hard I time I can't imagine the next two being even no. remotely well, I mean, challenging. It, part of the thing, it too, is like it's such a uh, it, it, it's such a daunting subject that like almost feels out of my depth. <laughs> yeah, and I, but I, but it, but you've learned so much. I oh, mean, yeah. both of us have learned like a ton. Like, even just, like, you, like, you know, uh, like, the conversations I've seen you having with Artemio about stuff. Yeah, oh, I mean, that, he, I mean, he, has, he has such a good way of, of, like, making you, making both of us understand stuff. Yes. I mean, uh, you know, our, our, yeah, like, the magnitude of certain aspects. <laughs> uh, I mean, our, Artemio, like, practically may as well be, like, a co-writer. <laughs> on Analog Frontiers Part 3 because, like, I have consulted with him about so many things. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it would not be what it is without Artemio's help because, I mean, he he just has a way of sort of communicating, like, the... <laughs> just... So, I, I don't even know how to put it. Just like the the enormity of what preservation is, like is it's it's overwhelming. And it, and it goes beyond what I think most people feel that yes preservation is. Yes. I mean, we we kind of got into this a little bit of, like during our sound preservation uh, panel that we did with mm -hmm. uh, with Artemio and uh, and Chris from Displaced Gamers last week at the uh, at the Uplink 2021 uh, online convention. But I mean, he had just talked about a lot about how like there's a lot of stuff and even just stuff like talking about like talking with him about certain aspects of the mister, you know, like it made me realize that like the mister is doing is doing excellent. But I mean, there are certain things that like even it's like not close on. Like there's certain aspects that I didn't even realize was even a thing. Like the, uh, you know, like the analog video output, the way he explained it to me that it's like, it, it it's not like a replication of what the system does, of what the original hardware does. It's like, as, what does he say? It's an idealized uh, replication of, or, do, or emulation of the analog out, uh, output from like, say a Genesis. Like it might be, it's like basically like a perfect analog output. I mean, and, of 
of like like the Genesis video signal. And I mean, when it when it comes down to it, too, I mean, you know, so many systems, you know, across all emulation have been replicated through, you know, various forms of analysis, but only so many have been like decapped. And even decapping isn't like a hundred percent guarantee that it was reverse engineered correctly. I mean, there, right? We really, I mean we have gotten things so close on a functional level, but you know, something our mentions in distinguishing like the difference between like our does a great job of distinguishing like what high level he said, he doesn't say high level emulation or low level emulation. He says high level approach or low level approach. And it has more to him, I believe to do with the, approach that the developer took and that you really calling a emulator, a low level emulator or a high level emulator is kind of arbitrary because certain aspects might be towards a higher level. Certain aspects might be working towards a lower level, but it's, you know, it, it's, it's all over the spectrum. And it has more to do with how the developer approached any given component of that system during the development process of whether it is really more of a high level or a low level. And, you know, he, Artemio obviously comes very much from, you know, kind of an arcade mindset and a MAME documentation mindset and keeping his actual PCBs functioning and stuff. And, uh, you know, if, you make high level emulation, it works, you know, it works on the computer. You can get the result you want, but like, let's say you need to fix your arcade PCB. Like just making it work. Isn't good enough. You need to understand the process to make the actual thing work again, because you know, it's, I mean, it is, it's, you know, it, it gets crazy. All the, the different angles of it. I'm going to warp over to you. Yeah. I mean, you, you, this one's over an hour, right? Yeah, it's, it's most likely going to be just over an hour. It's, it keeps it keeps uh, uh, going back and forth with uh, the Game Boy episode. Um, <laughs> on You know, it's, it's competing with the Game Boy episode to be the longest episode uh, we've ever done. I mean, it's like right now the timeline is at 103 but you know there, there are certain areas i've left gaps for like music and stuff and you know i don't know how those are going to close in or expand but it, it keeps going back and forth i i think it will ultimately be just a hair shorter than the game boy episode but it could still be longer yeah i i don't know for sure yet It's gonna, it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be cool to see. And then, I mean, then you're like on the downward slope. Yeah. Yeah, I think. I mean, four is gonna be long. This, this is this is the peak that you're yeah. you're reaching yeah, right now. It's exhausting. Like. Whew, I can barely remember what's happened from one week to the next. I mean, of course, that's been, you know, the entire past year. But, like, especially lately, it's just like 
sometimes things just seem like a blur now because it's just like the enormity of what this one episode is is whew. Oh yeah, <laughs> Retro Morgan saying, "Can't wait to see my PVM in the next episode." Oh yeah, it'll. I mean, you're gonna have to really look for it. It's it's a subtle cameo, but it is there. <laughs> I think this is one of the neatest gadgets in the series. Like you actually like drive the RC car oh, with right. the right stick. I you feel like you're liking this one more than the second one? Yeah, I think so for sure. Like there, like. You know, it, it's got more performance issues than two, but you know that that you know I'm 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 not a frame rate snob. Uh, it mm. definitely feels like it, it's more creative. I mean, the second one was good, but it was just very much more of the same. And it had like the first one had like the time travel theme. The second one didn't really have much of like an interesting theme. This has like the different like sort of movie theming concept. Right. And I also like how they have like the, uh, uh, I, I like how they ha they add like the transformations because that was like the big the big problem with two I thought was just you know there was very little new added to it and this one relies on a lot of the same gadgets as well but like the transformations kind of add sort of a fresh some fresh moves to your repertoire and I'm I'm not using them as much as I probably should be. I'm going to run to the bathroom. I know that we're, I guess, got a few minutes left. I'll be right back. Yeah, I'll try to try play another level or something after this training. Retro PCs, you know, I, 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 I was hearing on the Retro RGB podcast, I was listening to it today, about, like, someone making, like, a actual working version of a unreleased, uh, of a unreleased, uh, I'm drawing a blank on what they're called, the, um, Voodoo Cards. But apparently it's like something that's going to be like super expensive. I, I don't understand the little camera shooting thing. Like if that gets me something. <laughs> Fifteen hundred. I think Bob was saying twelve hundred, but whichever it is, it's yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it ain't cheap.
Not noticing any interlacing artifacts. Uh, I mean, I'm playing on uh, the Frame Meister, so it's, it's pretty. I mean, th there there is screen tearing, but that's not the Frame Meister's fault. That's just the game. Monkeys wearing red pants are especially scary ones. Scary really pants. This, uh, oh, that's interesting. I wonder if, uh, I mean, I'm, I, I'm assuming you can only go on one side of here. I, I assume if you're playing as the boy, it would automatically open the other side. All right, what'd I miss? Well, nothing really. We're talking about those. If you heard about this, like, voodoo card that never came out, that, like, someone made, like, a working version of it. Like, I assume it uses FPGA or something. Uh, the Voodoo 5? Yeah. I think Voodoo 4 was the last one, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. Some, someone, like, has made, like, a working Voodoo 5. Really? This, it's going to be, like, $1,500. <laughs> oh. Oh, cool. <laughs> I mean, it is cool, but... It is, but $1,500, that's... Well, well kinda, I mean, It's a little bit pricey. I mean, I, I want to make a, a retro PC someday. Yeah, same I mean, here. I, I've, I've sure. got... Even even though, like, you know, I'm, I'm not even a huge PC guy, but I, I've got I've got some parts that, that could be used as a good base. But... Okay, Voodoo 5 did come out, so this must be a... Oh, I thought oh, yeah. I thought I heard that it didn't come out. Well, now that I think about it, I think that is I do recall seeing Voodoo Five. So is this gonna be the Voodoo Six? Uh, I I don't I don't remember. But yeah, I mean I I definitely have an interest in building a retro PC as well. I just need to I have like a space and every, like a spot for it and everything. Yeah, but I, I mean there's like a whole thing that I can't get involved in right now yeah i mean i i've got i'm gonna, I'm gonna spend used. the money to do that i'm gonna get a i'm gonna get an astro city first <laughs> i got a spot right there for an astro city Let's see if i can do this and do the ndi stuff real quick oh because i got it working the other day right or last time I, I I I should probably look into uh, at least getting a uh, like a graphics card or something for such a project because they're probably only going to get more expensive. Yes. Oh, we got something. You seeing that? Yeah, it's a little, it's a little, little jerky. Well, it's, whatever. A little, it's a little small. <laughs> yeah, but you see, like I got a spot right there for Nasher City. Mm. 
Uh, we got a uh, ten dollar donation from Kurt Mack. Wow, thank you. Thank you. So every SNES has slightly different sound timings because of the inexpensive ceramic resonator driving the APU. 100% accurate emulation is really more of an aspiration than a practical goal. Yes, I, I I agree. And apparently, like they, it gets it changes depending on how warm the system gets. Yeah, that's what uh, what we learned last week <laughs> with the sound panel. Yeah. But, you know, the, the, the thing is, you have to have as accurate of information as you can now while we still have, you know, functioning systems to reference, you know, because the further we are from the mark and the information that we document, uh, you know, the, the further off the mark that people in the future when they, you know, design their re-implementations... Uh, you know, they're, they're going to be even further off the mark, you know? So we just have to get as close as we can and, and have as accurate of information as we can documented. But, you know, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, 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 at the end of the day, it's, it's going to be just how, you know, it, it, as, as long as it is functionally indistinguishable, you know, for playing, you know, that's, that's, that's one thing, but you know, you, you want, you want to send accurate information into the future so that, you know, whatever they have that are beyond FPGAs or the crazy ways that they might have to re-implement something, you know, right? you know, the more accurate information they have, the closer they can get. Yeah. Um, Paul Sutton says, I, I don't get the love for, for Astro City. And yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't need one, but I just think it'd be really cool to have a machine like that I, I down was, here. I was actually like completely unaware of that until like not that long ago, I guess. Like, yeah, I, I, I wasn't really exposed to the idea that like that's what Japanese arcade cabinets were until yeah yeah uh until you know we went to japan and it's like oh like they they don't they don't have the same uh they, they don't have like the same like unique cabinet right. designs that we have i mean i i like the mr cade would be super cool to put in one right they do require maintenance like i i understand and that's, and that's okay. That's okay with me. But I mean, like I just think it'd be really cool to have one to sit down, like like getting putting a Mr. Kate in it, you know, and then occasionally play like my the PCBs that I do have. I think it just would be really really fun to have that down here. You you really need to have a space here at your PCB. How much are they? Well, there's no way I can really play it. Because you need the special controller. Can you not like just like have something that would adapt it? Uh, maybe. I mean, I don't really know how. I mean, how was it set up on Astro Cities? I don't think it is. I think that's on. 
That had its own cabinet. That had like the like the sit down cabinet. Even in Japan? Yeah. I get well yeah, we did see some sit down cabs in Japan too. Yeah. Uh Scepter Sever is, is saying how many PCBs do you have? Um I have I think I have five. Uh, I got Ninja Turtles, uh, Thunder Fox, Final Fight, Karnoff. I forgot you have Karnoff. Uh, Street Fighter Alpha. I think that's it. You should you should shoot some B-roll shots of your Karnoff if you haven't ever shot any before. I would I I I, I would enjoy some. Oh, that's right. You needed some arcade B-roll stuff, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, you gave me some me. some stuff that we already had shot but I, i'd like some yeah. fresh stuff too i i haven't i haven't really edited the but i'll be editing the arcade part next week but i i've okay. i've only edited a little bit of the arcade stuff so far uh we got five dollars from john perry g thank you says uh, i actually had and still still have that same phone that they keep on showing in Ape Escape 3. <laughs> There's a Sony and it's red. Same exact button layout. Oh, really? and, and wheel scroll. Oh, wait. Is this where I just came from? Uh, yeah. I mean, out of all those, like, Street Fighter Alpha and uh, and Final Fight are the, are the only ones that are on, on the Mister, at least. But, I mean, I saw Chris from Classic Gaming Quarterly uses a Mister... Uh, Mr. Kate in his in his Astro City, and he just like has NHL NHL '94 running on it, and I feel like if NHL '94 just like got an arcade release at, at the time, it probably would have done really well. Like that just seems like a cool idea for an arcade cabinet. Okay, so Paul, you have oh you have you have a virtual on machine. I don't I don't know what Beast Busters uh, second nightmare is, but I mean a virtual on cabinet's gotta be fairly large. Oh, Scott Snyder has Ninja Turtles, Ninja Turtles 2, and Simpsons. But yeah, like some fresh arcade PCB and also like connecting to a super gun. Would be nice. Mm -hmm. Some B-roll of that. Whoa. Is that, right. is that supposed to be an actual T-Rex or is it like a park ride thing? <laughs> uh, I see like uh, some people are talking about retro PCs and like that's one thing I haven't really dug into too much on the mister is the uh, the 486 core that's in it that you can run like Windows you can like you can run Windows 95 I think on oh, it oh wow can you run games right yeah now? I mean that's what that's that's what it's for is like to run PC games like but how capable is it of doing those uh, I mean I know that it's like it, it had a ton of work put into it over the last year um, I don't know what is fully playable, but it's like, there's a, like a lot of stuff that's playable. I, I, I mean, that is obviously like, that's one of the ones that I haven't followed super closely. I just know that there's been a lot of work done with it, but I, I 
tried to like set it up, but then it just uh, sat on the install for a little while, and nothing nothing happened. I think I gotta put the the AO forty eighty six. I uh, I couldn't uh, I like couldn't the, like the virtual hard disk on my SD card versus the uh, the uh, USB. I couldn't figure out how to use the Amiga core, the the mini MIG. Mm hmm. Uh, I mean that's. It shouldn't be that hard. You just like load the VHD file. I think it's like a virtual hard disk. Yeah, I just I didn't know much about it and didn't look too hard into it. Uh, it it can run Doom. I think that there's even a separate Doom install that just like runs Doom by itself. Should just have a core for Doom. <laughs> I think it might, but I might be wrong. Oh no, the the source is a toilet. You know, uh, my son told me today that he thinks that we need to start calling the bathroom Poop Town. Oh, okay. You know? Apparently that's, that's like the new name for our bathroom. It's Poop Town? Poop Town, yeah. Okay. I mean, I think that's fine. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's he's not wrong. <laughs> yeah. I'd say uh, somebody's mentioned, uh, Tony Galvin is mentioning just like, just said the, the SNES. And it made me think of this SNES with like five games that I saw selling for like 200 bucks on Facebook Marketplace today. That It looked like someone took a hammer to the side of the SNES. Super NES and like knocked off like half of the plastic. <laughs> <laughs> and what were the games? It was, it was like uh, Pilot Wings. Pilot Wings was the only good one. There was, there was a Bubsy in there. Um, I don't know. It was not, it was not really anything, anything great. You know, they, they, they probably like, read one of those like if you've got these old toys from the 90s you're rich to you know articles yeah <laughs> well i just thought it was funny because it was like it's it's not like it was just like hit it was like there was like a chunk missing <laughs> like someone hit it with a hammer and like a, a chunk of it just like shattered it could not be put back But yeah, I I need to get into the the 486 core a bit more on there. I I admittedly, when it comes time to do that segment in the uh, in the the video on the Mister, like that's something that I'm gonna have to figure out. But I mean, I can't get into every single thing, yeah, uh, in depth with it, and that's why I came up with the idea of maybe. Covering a bunch of aspects that all the cores share. Mm -hmm. And then I can do like a smaller focus on like several of the, of the cores and just like looking at them. I mean, honestly, like if at some point in the video you do a full scroll down the core list of like each. I mean, there's over a hundred cores, hundred 
But, but like, I mean, I, I'm not saying like all in one shot, but just like over the course of the video, you have B-roll that goes through like all of the console cores, all of the computer cores and, you know, hit, you know, hit, hit a lot of the key arcade stuff. Like that would be enough for people to be like, you know, what this, you know, this, this does the ZX spectrum on this. I don't even know if it does ZX spectrum, but you know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. the, they'll, you know, they'll identify something that they are excited about, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly the thing. I'm just, I'm going to do everything that I can, but it's just like important for people to understand that there's, it would be impossible for me to cover everything. And, uh, I'm just going to, I, it's like just it's what I say at one point is that I really say I encourage you to take an active role in getting the most out of your mister. Like kind of like if you're going to if you're going to do it, like, you know, here's here's some resources of places to follow what's happening with it. Like I'm going to mention like the uh, like the classic gaming discord and stuff like that just like different resources for people to get involved if they want to right i mean I you, you, I, you have to be hands-on with it i mean that's yeah you know i i think you were you know you, you often talk about how mr can actually be easy and it and it can be but right um uh you know i i, I still think though like you know when I interviewed Jeremy Parrish, you know, he was talking about how it's, it's very technical and, you know, you have to be really serious about it. And I think his experience at that time was based on a time when getting started with Mr. Was more difficult, but I still think that statement holds, holds up because you do have to be serious about, it. you do have to be willing to, you know, figure out some weird things, put some things together, manage yes. your SD cards, you know, look up resources to learn more. I mean, you, you know, it, if you buy an analog console, if you buy a super NT, if you know how to put in a, a super Nintendo cartridge, you know how to work a super NT, you know? Right. I mean, but then also you do, you are, you do need to take an active role in like getting new firmware updates. You, you do. I mean, and, and getting more out of it. Yes. You know, using the options, but you don't, have to you don't have to to just make it work and it'll look it'll look good and work well out of the box although i wouldn't say exactly the same about the nt mini noir because the the video settings that it shipped with were were kind of bonkers but uh, right <laughs> but for the most I mean, part but i mean but for the most that part are, i think it, i think that are looking to get into the mister like they you got to go in and say like okay you know it's it's not you it's important to not look at it like oh this is annoying that i gotta do this you got i think to get into it you have to feel like hey this could be kind of fun it's it's definitely you know? been a, a gradual process for me you know i've i've been yeah. so afraid of it for a long time and uh but you you figured out a lot just like Sure, sure, you know, sure. You, you, it, in recent weeks, you you've taken an active role in like getting the best out of it too. Well, like, yeah. Even yesterday, where where your your Atari twenty six hundred stuff wasn't loading, and you found out that oh, it needs to be like the directory needs to be all in caps. I mean, I I don't know if I, I didn't look that up myself. Like I mm -hmm. I tried various things. I tried putting it on the SD card. I 
tried off of the USB. And then when, when it said uh, that you, you couldn't, it said the directory that it was looking for was Atari 2600. And I had Atari 2600, but only with a capital A. Mm-hmm. And I changed it to be all caps and it worked. I was able to find the ROMs. So like, yeah, I mean, you know, you, like you say, you do have to take a active role, I guess. But, you know, again, uh, while, you know, the, the analog stuff, those are enthusiast devices as well. But it on a totally different scale of of usability and the level of uh, you know involvement you need to have with it, right? Yes. So I mean, they, they, there is definitely overlap in the Mister and analog audiences, but they there is also a ton of not overlap as well. I mean, it's it's. Uh, it's very different. Right. Well, is that going to do it for put another week in the books? Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad I managed to uh, get a start on uh, Ape Escape 3 here. Yeah. Maybe uh, depending on what we do on the backloggery stream tomorrow, I, I, I may even continue it continue it there so i'm looking forward to so I, I beat bowser's fury uh the other day i actually 100 percent completed it it was it was <laughs> not that involved to get everything it was pretty yeah. it was fun i enjoyed it uh i i still need to beat the last few worlds of 3d world but uh it'll it'll be nice uh It'll be nice to have another another platformer uh, to to work on uh, when I finish 3D World. Yeah, I mean, I, I finished Ease Nine last week, and I I was thinking about like starting some other stuff, and I like randomly popped in uh, the PS4 version of of uh, Memories Memories of Selsetta. Mm-hmm. Memories of Selsetta, and uh, I just been kind of playing that because I don't remember very much about it, and uh, it's just kind of nice being able to. Play it like not on a portable, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, I, I maybe I don't remember how long it is. I feel like it's not as long as I remember it, or as as, as I think it's going to be. I, so we'll see. I, I remember we'll see. it being about as long as seven, but like it didn't feel like it has much filler. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's. I was in I was in the mood for it after playing after finishing nine, which I did. I don't think I really talked about it that much. I I really liked nine. It was not as good as eight. Uh, I I definitely got the, got the bug for it like about halfway through. I finished at about like I think it was forty six hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how much of that was like stand, like leaving it sitting for a few minutes here and there, but it was uh, I I really liked it. Um. It, like it kind of has like a little bit of a, a superhero spin uh, on it, and it's all you know. It's it. it yeah, I was I was talking to uh, talking to Joe Redifer about this recently. Where I I think the game is not even 1080p. I feel like it's like like we were saying it's like I think it's like 720p. I don't know. I don't know how. 
but I mean, on a PS5, just like upscaled to 4K, it did, did not look anywhere near, like even as good as uh, Memories of Celsetta looks. So, I liked it a lot, though. I liked it a lot. It wasn't as good as, as 8, which I feel is my, probably my favorite game in the series. But, yeah. That's about it. Um, I want to thank uh, Tim Rogers for hanging out for for as, as much of, this, as, as of the stream as he was able to. It was really cool having him on. Yeah. And uh, I hope he feels better. Yeah, it sounds like he's got a a rough day or so of waiting. Yeah, hopefully it. Hopefully that's all it took. All it takes. Yeah. Uh, thanks to everybody who donated and everybody who hung out. Uh, and uh, new game room tour, uh, soon ish. I'll you know I'm gonna I'll do that right after I finish with the Mister video. Um, I I keep on thinking like oh I'm gonna do this. It's I'm I'm keep on being. Keep on feeling happy that I haven't done it yet because I wanted to swap out some of the tiles in the ceiling here with like some like acoustic, uh, you know, sound absorbing ones that don't cause as much of a mess. Mm -hmm. These these ceiling tiles can cause a lot of dust. So I got ones that are like this, like fiberglass, like uh, not I mean, it's not really like fiberglass, but it's like a like a fiberglass-esque material. And they're, I'm going to put them like right above like where all my game systems are and my and my TV and everything. And they are, they are matte black. So mm. it's going to just like make the area like around where my TV is like a bit darker. Mm. And I think it'll look really cool. And I don't have to worry about so much like uh, ceiling, drop ceiling tile dust getting in everything. Ugh. Causing a mess. That, that can't be good for the the series X. Uh, I mean, I thought about that a lot. I think it's it's probably okay because I think as soon as I turn it on, it just probably just blows it up all out. Maybe I don't know. So but. that's uh, the those should be here in like I think it was like a like a two or three week wait time for them to show up. But uh, maybe after I get that, then it's time to do the. It's time to do that that tour. Yeah, I feel yeah. feel like that's. I'll do my own later this but, year for sure. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe the summer. Yeah, I mean honestly, like with the, as long as everything's taking, maybe we'll be at the same time. Who knows? Yeah, but we'll see. We will see. All right. Good All night, right, everybody. Everyone.